Hit it. He's seven foot tall and he's big and black. And when I've got to go to showers, I've got to watch my back. But for two years now, I've been living next door to Aki. Aki, purple fucking Aki. He came into my cell on the first day. And in my mind, I said, fuck off and go away. Cause I caught him looking at my muscles. Muscles, he thinks I'm Van Damme from Brussels. Don't know what I'm doing. I'm singing this because if he gets the wind he knows I'm taking a piss and I don't want to be shitting from a nappy nappy getting bumpy bit of a lucky <laughs> <laughs> I'm only joking fucking hell <laughs> don't want my arsehole to receive a poking <laughs> <laughs> I'm only joking Oh yeah Don't want my underpants To get soaking He came into me cell On the first day And in my mind I said Fuck off, go away Cause of course I'm looking At my muscles Muscles, you think some band I'm from Brussels I'm not being queer I'm not being gay But when I was in the showers The other day he must have been 14 inches on the flop Flop, it's like a cuckoo, you bum the fucking cop I don't know what I'm doing or why I'm singing this Cause if he gets the wind he knows I'm taking a piss And I don't want to be shitting From a nappy nappy getting bummed by paper lucky. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only joking Go on my arsehole to receive a poking Did I tell you the time when I had the toy fight He picked me up in the air and he squoshed me like shite Then I felt this bulge against my leg Leg, this bulge is like a keg I don't know what I'm doing or why I'm singing this Cause if he gets the wind he knows I'm taking the piss And I don't want to be shitting from a nappy Nappy gets a bum by Pepperlacky. Oh, you go. Thank you very much, Phil. Wow, brilliant. That's fucking excellent, man. That cheers me up every time. It's <laughs> where you should start your day, isn't it? You know what I mean? There you go, wake up to a bit of Aki's uh, song. Every podcast you start with a song. So we've got Jeff Allahead on today. Went viral with his purple Aki song. Came to the attention of Wild Man, and um, we've had a few guests have done purple Aki stories that have gone really mental with the views. Darren G, Stephen French. Um, we're going to do Jeff's life story, but before we go there, we're just going to get his background on his Aki song. What what on earth made you want to do this Aki song, Jeff? Well, the truth be known, Sean, I, I actually, uh, I was. I lived next door to him in Walton, in HMP Walton, and um, it was just, it was strange that uh, I was on A-Wing, and I woke up one morning, and uh, everyone was whispering, and all like, Sess. so I've just come out myself, uh, like looking around, and then, here he comes, how pops, Mr. Uh, Akinwal Arambiki. I went, fucking hell. He went, <clears throat> have you got any coffee? Very polite. 
I said, yeah, 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 I've got some coffee, yeah. <laughs> Look at next, but he's in my cell. I'm Jeff, blah, blah, I'm, I'm yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm out here. And I could see him then, and obviously the the whole, the sense, and I was trying to say, I don't really know who you are, trying to work it out. Yeah. And like psychologically think, who the fucking hell, what the hell's going on here? Um, and to be honest with you, he just said, what you're in for? And I said, I was in for fighting, um, getting drunk. Going off me fucking barnets and and you know, at uh, that, that time I was in for it in police, and he was like, "Oh, that's stupid," and I was thinking, "Hang on a minute, that's <laughs> fucking stupid. <laughs> what are you in for? <laughs> oh, it's nonsense. That's what he'd say. It's it's nonsense." He said, "Well, no, what what are you in for? You know, acting like yeah, it's not nonsense. And it's funny where the way the word nonsense was like nonsense. nonsense. I was like, mm-hmm. but I was like in my head thinking." And he went, I said, so, anyway, he just got the coffee and he just sort of left it at that, you know, okay, yeah, great. So, uh, at the time, I was a cleaner, because uh, they were on the twos, and we do the savoury and such, you know, and um, I obviously, I had the guitar in the cell, and, you know, I was arsing round, and, and that was the, one of the songs actually done, and he could hear me. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> and then some of the lads got onto it, but, uh, and he come in and he went, listen, listen, stop taking, you know what I mean? I said, Daki, it's just my mannerisms. I'm just, it's a sense of humour, you know, I'm in there and it's, 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 you've got to have some you sort of, sense. you've got to have a crack. I mean, but what made me laugh was um, shortly after me mate, Richie Green turned up, he's like the woolly mammoth, he's like six foot five. Yeah. AKA the, the bomber, like he's just, and he's just like a big fucking brick shit house himself. And uh, <laughs> he come in, he went, is that Aki? I said, he was, fucking hell. Hey, <laughs> celebs next door. Celebs. You know, and he come in, Aki, and then Richie stood up to them, like, and Richie, I mean, a little story about Richie, uh, he's nuts, he's, he's just one of these lads who go out and someone had a fight and he's just, like, casually fucking, he was a jiu-jitsu fucking master. Yeah. Anything to win, he'd say, and uh, he, he ended up in a fucking, in a brawl one time and he just, he just, He's, just, he's into fucking gouging eyes and stuff like just, you know, he's just like that's queerish, you know. And I felt his eyeball wiggle and I was like, Richie, that's fucking, that's proper like violent shit, that is. <laughs> so he wasn't scared, but the thing is. if they can't see, you can't fight. Can't the thing fight, is, you know we, we just buzzed off it then. But yeah. the thing is, I don't think Aki wants to come on the pad because at the time, Richie Graham and me, we were renowned um, through like like nicknames. My nickname in jail was the Tardinator. Because I used to fart and I used to stink, like yeah. bad. So I said, "Don't be happy with him. He's a fucking stinks. He's a pig, you know." The third night, so then Richie said, "Don't worry, I'm I'm fart Vader." So we used to have fart wars, <laughs> and we just eat shit all day to get like a good fart, you know. That was our fucking. I mean, just going like bomb pads. We'd walk into pads where lads would be sitting there, drop one, drop one, and walk out and shut the door of Austin Square, you know. Hey, anything to keep you amused. I had a soulmate who used to eat the Red Death and store the farts. Yeah. And just fart bombers at night <laughs> in the jail. Yes. I had um, my friend who was Honduran called him Pedoro, which is like uh, filthy ass or something. Coolio Sucio, filthy ass. Coolio Sucio, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just funny. Isn't it? it's just, that's just like little man, because at the time, you know, just little sense of humor, dropping fart bombs, and you used to have a giggle. You know, there's other lads on the landers as well who was just like. Uh, Shotgun Les, you know, we fucking hell, he's only a small fella, but he was just nasty, and you know, he was into into just like, he's just turned around, you know, he was in for 
uh, such I don't know what he was in, uh, like shooting the back of some fella. Just no no mercy. Yeah, he come in, he kicked off. So I just went on, got my shotgun, walked in, and bang, bang, bang. You know, dropped him. He was, you know. And he looked at Rocky and said, Just, I've got an elephant gun for him. <laughs> but you know what, though? Aki turned out to be one, you know, a very helpful fella. You know, it sounds nuts, but he, he never had a tell in his party. He just had loads of encyclopedias and um, all literature on law, believe it or not. And obviously the stories of him going to the courts and stuff. He's Very just, intelligent. He should have been a lawyer. Himself, you know, he should have been a lawyer. It's such, you know, you think, freaking hell, he represented himself. And he come across, he was always, you know, he's kind. But every Friday we used to have a laugh because his job, believe it or not, he had two jobs. One was dishing out the canteen sheets. Every Friday you get a canteen sheet to say what you want for your, you know, like your, your smokes and then you... Then you got all your tins of mackerel and whatever. But yeah. on there, you'd see how much you've got in your full name. And lo and behold, the door would open for the, 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 the hatch. Everyone's banged up on a Friday about three o'clock because then screws go down. Go for a pint now. Have a nice weekend. Rubbing that in, like, you know. You know, and they'd, they'd get off. And then next minute, the friggin' flat would open. And there's Aki's face. And some lads, you'd be like, ah! <laughs> 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 Have you? But I knew he was coming because you could hear him. So. Yeah. so he's opening the door and I'm doing some shadow boxing. Like. And at the time, this is the funniest one. There's like a lot of uh, thing with the Muhammad Ali week on, you know, stuff like that on the telly. And everyone, I'm the king of the wing. And we'll be shouting, I'm the fucking king. So I can open the door and I'll be putting the jab in the thing. And he just, just slipped the thing. And I thought, how intimidating is that for some like <laughs> young lads who just come in from the streets and he's scary. And all of a sudden you got this fucking flap open and you just see screws up up there. And he just see his eyes like that, as you say. You know what that is? He said he's blick, you know. <laughs> he's there like that, he's proper like that. But you know, he just he knew everything down the details, your prison number. He could say EG422, Jeffrey James, all that. No, you, yeah. You're like, fucking hell, what's he? Like a, like a human computer. So he knew everyone's situation with money on the wing. You know, I wonder why he always stopped around. These lads have had a big fucking canteen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, which is scary. And then the second one, which is the biggest piss take of all, was the, uh, the cleaning of the showers. That's amazing, that, isn't it? You know, it, Let's just face things, you know, the, what he's in for, you know, it's That's just... That's like rewarding him, isn't it? Do you want to tell, <laughs> tell the people who are not familiar with him what he was in for at that point? Obviously, he was in for the feeling muscles. He would terrorise people or terrorise lads um, just to stop and basically feel how big the biceps was or the, the calves is another one. That's one he was in for, the one who was in the rill. Or he was down and in, in, he was into t touching lads' calves and touching thighs and then his famous one where he'd like you had to squat him so you get on your back you get on your back you know next minute you got there and you could feel some fucking baby's arm with an apple like your back <laughs> and you squat and he just he just so he asked him anyway so we got to get to further on where he yeah. knows what i'm about he knows what i'm about you know i'd ask him what are you you know what are you doing you know one time this is the funny i was in the shower come back and it was only me and he walked in so I thought, for fuck's sake, you're naked in the shower. And he comes, anything can happen here now, you know. And I, I'm, a, you know, at the time, I've got a, you know, I've got a lovely daughter, I'm a fatherly figure. And so straight away, Sadaki, he's cleaned away. When you're getting out, he'd say, you know, conversation, and yeah. he's thinking, oh, I'm getting out in six or seven months. 
so what are you going to do? So I said, well, I'm going to get back to what I do. And I get entertained, like playing music or building, whatever. And uh, I then said, well, what, what are you going to do? I said, well, why don't you become a masseur? Think about it, you're going to get paid to, to feel. Or a physio. And he's like that, looking at me. Or, to the extreme, a gay porn star. Fucking hell, the, the amount of people... And you looked at How me. How did you keep a face? No, but, face. Did, yeah, but the thing is, I was just saying, you know, this is the thing. And he just looked at me and went, yo, I'm fucking mad. I'm not gay. <laughs> and I was like, well, I can yourself got friends who are gay. You know, there's nothing wrong being gay. As in, if you're gay, you're gay. And that's it. This is the way of the world now. And he just looked at me stone cold. And I was like, well, you think about it. You think about what you could do. Just say for this is like a monsieur, you know. For what he did with the muscles and that, you think he's gay, but I think he just really liked the fitness side of things. Well, this, do you know what? When he's saying things like that, that's 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 what he said. He was he was he was anatomy. He said he, he just like you know bodybuilders. He, yeah. he said he said he said look bodybuilders and, and lads get all like the FHM mags, don't they? And they look at the muscles and and you know they're like oh the size of this. But I used to say, it's like the razzle to him, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like the FHM, like the razzle, you know? Yeah. But, you know, I, but you don't know what goes to work. And so I don't, he's never, in my in my time there, he never he never hurt anyone or, you know, he never inflicted anything which was like, like people got him on, he's a, he's a nonce and, you know, that's it. I mean, obviously, nonce stands for non, uh, not a normal, what is it? Non, not of normal crime element. Yeah. So, obviously, he's in that category. And, you know, Screws would have put him in the nonce wing, but he comes on the normal wings and, you, you know, you've got to put him... I think he was used as a tool. I don't think he was a nonce, because at the end of the day, the screws by law, I've got to put him on the nonce wing. For, for, yeah. For one, his own health, and for, for two, the security of the rest of the prison. You know yeah, well, I mean? the thing is, I mean, obviously, in Walton, I, one time, when you first go there, sometimes he's there, he's in the reception, and, and he's just... He's using, the, like, the, photo, uh, the photocopier. Free run round there, like he's yeah. like a free fucking day, and his is through. <laughs> has he got a key? Yeah. Obviously, he's been in that many times, and people yeah. trust him. But I suppose he was doing some admin work and his cleverness. And but you know what? It's it's just it's bizarre because you, know, you get like young people coming in, young lads, and they're fucking petrified of you yeah, know. I can imagine. We're hoping to have you on, by the way. Mr. Aki, um, I've got a couple of stories, but I'd like to confirm them with you. So uh, please come on. But I thank you from a long time ago for helping me out in the crown. You'll know what I mean. Yeah, we'd love to get you on so you can give your side of the story, like Stephen French said on the recent podcast, if you're watching this. So you said he was in for feeling muscles, but someone died, didn't they, around that? Well, this is the thing. You see, obviously, over in Birkenhead, um, when he was... Going back about 30, oh, I mean, 35 years ago. And he, you know, he chased, he chased a bunch of lads and a fella called, I think it was um, Gary Kelly, or, I'm not too sure. It was on the uh, the BBC documentary. And obviously the lad was terrified and he, he's obviously chased the lad onto a, a, a train line and the, the lad got electrocuted, you know, for being there. And, you know, from that then, obviously that's where the, you know, you, the mothers and the, and the family are, you know, devastated to say, you know, you've caused this, you've done that. It's a sad thing, you know, that's that's what he's got to face up to. And he's probably done as much time, you know. And as I said, you know, you, what, make, what makes him, what, you know, what, what makes him do that and chase him, you know, what, he doesn't realise the fear that he puts into people. But 
Was the guy a healthy guy? Like, yeah, he was a footballer. Just to literally feel his muscles. Yeah, he was a footballer. Panny, Panny was like a proper like footballer's yeah. legs. He, he, you know, he, he was going to be a professional footballer. You know, he was. He was I think Gary Kelly. I think it was Gary Kelly. But quote me if I'm wrong, people. But um, yeah, he was just against you. That, that's the thing, and then, you know, you do that to someone in the community of Birkenhead or Merseyside. Yeah, and also for the the lads that he chased and persecuted, you know. He got a lot. He's got a lot of hatred and a lot of flack, and it's it is what it is. But when you're gonna live with the fella and he's living next door to you, um, you know, got to make the best of it. You've got to just got to got to get along with it and go with it, you know. Yeah. And, and as, as I said, I, you know, I've got a little bit of a, a, a nature where I'm thinking, okay, he's there. What can I do? You can you can either front him, you know, which you're not gonna lose. You're gonna get time. You end up, you know, it's it's all sorts of things. You know, I, I wouldn't, I'd, at that time, I thought, I'm, I'm fed up with this shit all. But you can I handle yourself out. just by yeah. looking at you. I can get on with it, yeah. you, know, you know, and as I said, well, the, the thing is with that, he, he, he did get a grip on me um, as a joke. And I, I wound him up because I used to come out every morning when he's standing and I get, get hold of his muscles and go, woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> and he go, get off me, you fucking, you know what I mean? And then I, I'd have a little chase on. Chase me! Around the land, you know. But, do you know what, though? The thing is, I mean, the story was, which obviously, and he, he mightn't like it, but the thing is, it did happen. And, uh, you know, we, we the bunch of us, like, we was with the, the, uh, the, the lad, the fellow who, who owned Chester City. Um, came in uh, Stevie Vaughan had the Vaughans and they were like rock, a respected family from Liverpool and yeah. we had the uh, another lad who was fucking top fucking dog you know the, the Fitzies and the day camp there was lads in there and Richie Game and the lads from Anfield and we all got on you know it was like a fucking good tribe you know and we'd buzz we'd all stand at the landing and, and look down on the Serengeti as they call what, what was going on like the low lives you got all the all the Serengeti, Serengeti planes, and <laughs> there comes a smacker who will snort anything like a cockroach to get a fix, and or for a jaily or something like that. <laughs> After his jailies, and he's looking around, and you have a look, and then I'll come. But this this time came with this lad come on the wing. Sorry, two lads come on the wing. Come in with vests on. You know, it's unless you're doing the gym, you put a vest on, and then lads yeah. put a track. You're not into fucking because it's, it's it's a man's jail, you know. And but these two lads, I think they were either from that witch or. Um, they came in and they had this I thought of, you know they, it was Aki's type you know if I can say one thing you know I could see they were like cut like V's all defined chiselled and straight away they come in the land and I was like oh what's this you know because we're buzzing now thinking yeah. who's coming on the new like you know, they, they come on straight away he's standing there within two minutes Aki's on him boom <laughs> Stays in there. You can imagine the conversations. And I was, we come down then because I was next door. You know, like, and I said, I was going to come here, listen, listen, and then like clocking in. And all of a sudden, he said, How many, how many pull ups can you do? You look the lads like, Oh, I can, I can do it. I can do about 20, 25, you know. And I go, Well, there's a bar there. It's it's the wing rule that anyone comes in. There's a record. Oh, what's the record? 30. Oh, I'm going to have a go then, I'll have a go. Because obviously you could see him looking at this, but he didn't know he was Aki. And suddenly he went, oh, yeah, no, he said, no, no, what about Because And Aki does his famous line, I'm into the gym, you know, I love yeah. all the, I love me fitness. Next minute, he's up there, and Aki's obviously guiding him. One, two, and I'd give the lad his gym, he's up to like 26, we're like, go on, go on, and Aki's got his back, and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> The lad gets down, and the other lad gets up, does the same thing, 
and they became great and now he's like you know don't worry I'll, I'll look after you what she wants some milk some sugars and obviously at the time you know it's like a big bag of all like saundries yeah tea bag sugar salt you know and I was thinking, fucking hell, you know, is this a grooming fucking case there? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, he made friends. But these two lads were fucking, like, training on association, as in wrestling, as in, like, properly, uh, like, cage fighters. So they were grappling, like, wrestling on the... F if you do that, I'll get that. And lo and behold... Here he is. Aki's <laughs> there. Hey lads, that was a great lock on. What, 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 what do you do if I? So if you're there and I'm there, next week he's there. He's involved with the two of them. <laughs> Fucking free some happening there. I was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Next week he's got his arm around this fella. He's like, go on, can you move? Can you move? Oh no no no! Tap out, tap out. Well, you get me now. Next week two lads on Aki. It was just fucking great. But when he gets up, oh. Swears a car just like that. Oh, flustered. So anyway, next day, fucking Friday comes, bang up. Get behind your top. Oh, fucking hell. He's Three o'clock comes. So I'm getting you out of it. I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. <laughs> you know? oh, fucking hell. Easy to know. But you know what? Again, so I'm up then. I forgot all about it. So... Saturday, Saturday morning, goes up to the fives where they have the listeners pads, where they have a toaster. Yeah. The only toaster on the landing where you think, fucking, I'm, I'm starving, you know, instead of getting the prison thing, you get like a, the mackerel or the, the spam, and you, you make yourself, so I'm, I'm making a nice mackerel, mackerel thing. It's and a treat, isn't it? It's a treat, it was great with a little yeah. bit, of, bit of Tabasco sauce. Oh, Mexico, you think you're great. And I'm sitting there, but this fella called Jed Bailey, and we play chess, love me chess. Yeah. That, if you're playing chess in jail, it takes everything. You can be anywhere. All your mind is focused on the move, and uh, the, for me, it's a meditation. Yeah, me too. Chess, I love yeah. this, love this. Honest to God, that, that's just all I did with the chessboard. So I'm playing chess with Jed Bailey, great player, by the way. He beat me more times than beat him. And I'm, Watching and it's just the whole room, but they're all having chokes. Like, oh, you can hear them all laughing. Here. It's just as quiet. And that fucking Jeb Bailey went, his eyes dropped, and I went, Here he gotcha! He's just grabbed me. I was sitting on the fucking chair, and it just went like, lifted me off the fucking. He lifted me. I mean, I'm, I'm not like 19 stone. Fucking hell! He got me and he just went like that, like a fucking like a wrestling, like WWF pile driver. <laughs> I just went. So he had that, and I was like, rah, rah, fucking fighting. He got me in a fucking lock, and it, with all fairness, I thought that was one of the closest things. I went, I was going to die because I had false teeth. And in jail, fix it then, it's very rare. Yeah. <laughs> so as I went, no, oh! the fucking teeth went down and they fucking just crushed me. I mean, teeth went the back of my throat. I was on the floor, fucking going blue for about a minute. And he's just fucking proper, putting all his power. I mean, Pierre Balaki's nearly seven foot. He's like, it's like Tyson Fury sort yeah. of thing, but he's more bigger. You know, you're talking like, I'd say about 24 stone in his heyday. He's actually punching you, or is he just like... He's just rest, he's just gripping me, but he's putting his elbows, and it was just like, yeah. I was getting fucking... Do you know what? If, if it would have been... If it would have been on the street somewhere, I would have had to go, just be gentle. <laughs> just be... Okay. Oh, I, you know, I was fucked, I was gone. I was tapping out, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and then he got off me, but he, he sort of done like a... Fucking chief fucker, I... 
What are you fucking doing? I'm the king. I'm only messing. I was like, fucking hell. Oh, like you bastards, eh? I'll get shotgun les onto you, you know, like, trying to get a bit of like, yeah, we'll get the fucking, oh, and then it's just, you know what, though? He's just, obviously, he's, he's affected by it. And, and I said, look, Aki, I come across, I'm a, you know, I'm a joker. Yeah. You know, I know it is what it is, you know. And I didn't mean any, in, in any, it's just the way it is, Chris. You know, I got called many a thing. It's just like a piss take. That's how lads survive. You I bet know? you made a lot of people happy in prison. Well, not happy, but to forget where they are for a minute. You know what I mean? Oh, we used to make songs in the pads, you know, and just, just stuff like, you know, and, uh, and it's just, again, it's, it's, I, that was in the army. That's, that comes from like the, my story. I mean, my mother, my mother, uh, Kathleen Allred, bless her. She was a, a comedian, you know, she's, her idol was Chubby Brown. Oh, Chubby Brown. She loved Chubby. Yeah, you know, my mum went to all the shows, you know, and you think, fucking hell, you want to watch Chubby Brown. You hear a tape there and then, you know, you know, there's some great stories, but she was very uh, comical, my mum. And my dad's side too, you know, but there's more to, like, that's my upbringing. There was always, like, a, there was always like a show going on in yeah. my mother's house. And it should be Caff's Caffey and all the lads, because I had two brothers, our Cliffy and our Phil. And they all had mates, so it was like an assembly point to our house. There was three of us, they all had some, we all just, just come around playing football, doing anything, and it, for that sort of side... In the cafe? Every mum was get cafe's cafe, yeah. She'd always make everyone a bacon butty. Ah, oh, Bit of brown nice. sauce, oh, yeah. yeah. HP as well, not, not the jag shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but but anyway, so, yeah, that, this, that, that, this is what I was about, so... I think like we are now, we're all smiling and laughing. It was yeah. like, we're all in it like a cell. So you see, it looks like it's some of these uh, MDF things, you know, in that, that sort of thing. And we just sat there and, and hopefully, you know, I tried to tear people up because there's some cases where it was suicidal, you know. You, 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 I was there, I, I think we lost four lads when I was there, hanged themselves, mm. you know. It's just a fucking shame, you think. Christ, it got to them, you know. Ash wrote that there was a story where Aki beat up six lads. Yeah, well, this is it. What happened there? Well, again, it, it must have been a mob from I don't, I don't know which way they were from, but uh, it was it. It was on the landing, and he's obviously fucking. He's upset someone, mm. Aki, and uh, they've had to go over him in like mob form. And I watched them. It was like fucking something. Have you ever seen Transformers? And he's just like fucking. They're coming at him, and they're bouncing off him. You know, he's he's there. No, the bouncing off him, and he's just grabbing him. But if he gets you. You fucked. If you can get one on him, you always think, if I get one right place on his fucking chin, then, yeah, you've got a little bit of a chance. But if that fucking misses and he gets you, you're getting crunched like a... Because <laughs> with all fairness, he, he loved he loved the wrestling, doesn't he? You know, that's his... Because I, mean, I watched him on the way he does, so all of a sudden, with his size and strength, he'd get you, he'd fucking crunch you up with the ball. And lads, he just bounced them all away, you know. And they come up, he's being tried to be stabbed and shivved and whatever, but... There's a force of them, you know, it's, it's, it's a fucking... Was he trained is. in a style of fighting? Well, all his life, you think all of his life, he's always in Liverpool, you know, with his reputation. He's a, he's a one-man army, isn't he? He's because been hit by bats and he just literally bounce off his bounce, fucking head. They bounce off him and it takes a lot, you know, because then you see the size. I'm not trying to big him up because obviously that's the way he is, but he's, he's just sometimes, what the fuck? And then when you speak to him, he comes across very elegant, elegant, yeah, elegant yeah, yeah. and... You want to, you know, sometimes you think, I want to get and say, Aki, just quit with all that shit or 
put that into something like being a Messier or, you know, I was trying, that's what I was trying to do, you know. And you'd be all right then. You can do what you want, you know, in that field if that's, if that's what you want to do. But, you know, seriously, he's a force to be reckoned with. And I suppose um, today's today's people on the street, you know, he's hated by the communities and what he's done. And you think, fucking hell, it's just, a, it's a sad time. But he's there, he's there, you know, and he's out. And, you know, that order's being lifted. Yeah. And know? what what does he do in general in, when he's out of prison? Do you know what? He, I think he just visits. Goes gyms, I think. He does. You know what? He'll go to some, like, Places where I fall like Jersey, the last known thing. Some said he's in. I've seen that game's in Jersey. He just tours around, but he's he's there with a little black bag and them. And you know, he, he might meet people who talk to him. You know, I always think about a good woman. I'm thinking, is there a woman out there who could just sort of out? And I was another woman. Yeah, but you think about who's that tennis player? She own it. Oh yeah, yeah. Fucking hell, you'd have like a bodybuilding girl. You know, like I yeah. was thinking, because if that's what he wants, I was thinking, you know, I'm trying to put. You're thinking, imagine that though, you know, he, he might, there might be something there and he might find true love and there you go, be gone with that. But, you know, doing what you're doing, you know, he, he does know, he must know, it's he, terrorising lads who are just like, who are not, you know, that way inclined. It's very, it's hard, it's an hard fact to follow. You One know. of my ex-girlfriends, she said um, years ago, she was going out with like a big lad who was like tough, had a reputation. And then fucking Aki was coming around, feeling his muscles and shit. And he'd, he'd like hide in the attic and stuff, or hide. So he'd tell him, tell him I'm not, I'm not here, I'm not here. And he'd come to the door, he'd absolutely crap himself. He'd go to nightclubs, mate, and then the calls he'd see was the shutters go fucking down. I seen it at Mr. Smith's, trucking, and he walked up, went to his boot. I was actually with him. And he turned around, walked to his boot, got his bag out, and he said, I won't be a minute. So I thought, what the fucking hell's going on there? And he'd lock me in the fucking car. I thought, fucking hell. So he goes there, the next minute, all the seats, the fucking shutters go down. He said, oh, they're not opening. And fucking walked back and drove me back home. Just shows you that, I mean, the, the man is, he's well known. I mean, you can see the Glastonbury and you see the flags of Purple Aki. Yeah. You know, and you think, fucking hell. But you know what? That was a funny one. Glastonbury was on the telly and he was next door and went, he says, what's the telly? Aki, you're on Glastonbury, mate. Yeah. <laughs> you're on Glastonbury. And they're all laughing, the lads on the thing, bang. And he's like, what are you going to, you know, Jeff, what are you going to, Glastonbury? I said, your flag, your banner. Oh, oh. And he doesn't like the fame, and I think, fuck it, I'm like, but if he does come on here, which I'm sure he would, um, tell your side of the story, you know. Yeah, we do. won't say your side. There's so I've many sides. I've got nothing against you. You've helped me out, like I said before, and I appreciate that a lot. A lot of other people that have stepped up when them lads come at me, and you were fucking there, and you didn't hardly know me. So big, big up for that. And there's so many sides to the story, but... It's important to get it from the, the Yeah, source, we want your side. There's all these people calling you nonsense and stuff like that. About a third of them, half of them, 90% of them wouldn't say it to your face. Do and you... a lot of them don't know. A lot of them are going through stories that they just hearsay. It's like, you know, you start a Chinese whisper, don't you? It's I can say he's this. By the time it's got to there, he's like fucking 20 foot tall. Yeah. You know what I mean? Do other gangsters or doormen, does he get in battles with people or is he, did he just leave them alone? Just, there was a story about uh, a well-known family um, in in Liverpool and it was a funeral. Uh, one of the uh, lads got, fellas got shot from the South End. I don't want to mention any names because yeah. obviously it's just the way it is. And uh, he, he turned up to show his respect, Aki, and um, it, was, it was bad timing really because 
obviously the, with the, the way the conflict was going then, and uh, there was this fight, there was a you know proper fight, and uh, the lads, the the, the, the lad uh, wanted the question, he got the better of him, and you know this is the story anyway. Was outside a, a, a pub, I think the pineapple, and. Um, Again, but that's like again. If you weren't there, you don't know. But obviously, the the rumor come around, and someone did say, you know, looking at he probably just he's gone there to show his respect, and then all of a sudden, the, the family of such a who's died is just fucking went to town on him. But there you go. It's speculation. You don't know. But there's all you know. And I'm thinking, is there any truth to that? But some from a good source who was at the funeral said, yeah, that did happen. But you know, he gets up. He gets knocked down, he'll get up again, and it's just one of them fucking things. I, I just, I just know that for for, for instance, Aki's walking around now, um, you know, and he's he's got that for the rest of his life. He's aura, you know. Yeah, I think that also <laughs> that um, when he went to that funeral, I don't think for once at all that he went with, with any um, like to cause trouble. No intent, no, yeah. Just, just, to yeah, show, to show respect. his respect. Yeah, yeah, that's what happens, you see. But funerals are funny things. You yeah. see you see families fighting between one another, don't oh, you? Oh, Christ. Funerals yeah. and weddings and christenings. It's like a fucking... Yeah, it's just a brawl. People that, you know, you hate your loved ones yeah. and stuff like that, yeah. And the downfall of drink, yeah. That was my downfall, Christ. Drink. Drink, yeah. I drink so much. Um, I don't know, you know, I'll tell you some more, but the most of people have upset and hurt through drink. And the next morning, I'm, like, I'm oblivious to what I've fucking done. So, so our goal was to do a song about every thirty minutes. Yeah. Did you have another Aki song, or did you want to do something else? Uh, no, that was the purple Aki one. Um, what what one? about um, HMP Liverpool? Oh, so yeah, yeah, so yeah, that's the. Uh, this was actually made up when I was in the uh, HMP Liverpool. Yeah. Okay. Woo. So we're having a cup of HMP, doing our bird so gracefully, no bills to pay or rents to keep. Even the queen pays for our sleep, two pound fifty bangle pay. This may not be a life of luxury, but you got free TV. Woo, that's a bigger fight of fucking lead. I was out drinking with my good lady wife. Somebody came over and wanted to fight I should have smiled at him Hello And just walked away But I knocked them clean out He didn't wake up till the next day Two years, ABH Here we go So we're having a cup of HMP Doing our beds so gracefully No bills to pay or rent to keep Even the queen pays for our sleep Two pound fifty mango pay this may not be a life of luxury, but you might get here, Miss Lee. Get behind your fucking doors. <laughs> Sitting on a sweat box down Rice Lane. Turn around the corner, it's Walton Jail. Sweating in reception with the screws on your back. Get here now. All you really need is your emergency tobacco pack Give me a fucking ciggy, please So we're having a cup of HMP Doing our bed so gracefully Bills to pay or rent to keep Even the queen pays for our sleep Oh yeah This may not be a life of luxury But you got free TV As if you can find a fucking lead When you're on the wing Behind your door, 
Your pot made fortune, he snores like a boar Don't worry about it, just do your time <laughs> If you're really complaining, then you shouldn't have committed your crime <laughs> <laughs> All right! Yeah. <laughs> Thank really you very much, really So we're going to now go find out who the fuck Jeff Allahead is by going back to your the roots, the roots of Sandbrook Estate boot boys growing up on the Sandbrook Estate. Well, Morton is over the water. Uh, Woolly backs, Jedi's, whatever you want to call them. But you know what? Twenty minutes from where Morton is to get to get here, so Kirby and all that more further out. But it's just that other side. It was great. I mean, my, my childhood was. Um, I was, you know, I, I, I come from a really good family. Um, my mum. Worked and my dad worked. Uh, Mum worked in Cabris and stuff like that over yeah. there. There's a Cabris factory. He was on a diet then, but it's funny, on uh, chocolate biscuits all the time. And I, I put a bit of weight on. My dad worked on a Mersey as a tug tugman. I want a tug in his hand on to me. Funny messing. Yeah, what a bastard. Like. But you know what? Ten years growing up, it, it's a good school, Sega's art. Great friends. Um, all we did was, you know, educate ourselves. I liked the music. That's when I first got into it. I was playing the trumpet. At what age? Figuring out, I think it was seven or eight. First song was Tom Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, shut up with that fucking song, you know, Tom Hawk. Um, but good friends at Army, uh, Barry Jeresh, uh, Juzzy, he, he became a professional player for Liverpool. And he was in an unfortunate accident, like an A-team, just got, got to get to the first team. England oh. captain, car crash, ripped the spleen out of him and done all sorts of his insides and he couldn't play professional football again. And it wasn't his fault. So Barry, honest to God, he was just an outstanding star. And um, along with Richard McGee and um, John Pearson, who was like, he's now like a, a great property developer. He's got some good brains and some good... Lads who would like to mention, you know, it's just growing up on the summit was was great. But then at the age of like twelve or thirteen, you, you get into gangs and uh, yeah. all, all you see then was on the walls. Then was uh, at the time we were in the, the Samrock, so it was S E B B. Like what the fuck's that? Samrock Estate Boot Boys, and then on the other side, the defender is like the Nocturum or, or the uh, the Force. So that was Feb and the Neb and the Web, the Wood Church. You're thinking, fucking hell, we're all... And then every Friday night, at such a location, usually on the park, the weather coming, the web, the weather here tonight. And it was just like a fucking pitch invasion, you know. Lads would be tooled up, which was naughty. You know, there was bottles and fucking all sorts. Knives, chains. Some of the times, just show up. And scream at each other, you know. But other times, I've seen it, it would get fucking nasty. And my mother would say, you're not going out to the fucking park tonight, I know what's going on there. It's like the jungle drums will be beating around. Yeah, <laughs> everyone knows. Tonight it's the Neb versus the Seb versus, and the Leb might come, the least I was stating. Just a mass of fucking fellas. Who just, Your man will probably know more as well. <laughs> do you know what, it's funny there, and you think, that's like the mentality of British people, you know, like, hooliganism is right down one of the footballs. Yeah. It was a buzz though, wasn't it? I mean, I, we had violence with other people around us, but we never... Never were actually chilled. We were always used to fists. 
And even like yeah. the code of when they're down on the ground, don't kick them. Don't kick them, yeah. But this is this is the thing. Well, the thing is, I, I, I received, remember, uh, a bad kicking from the Burke, from Burke. And we went to a party over in, uh, from where we were, the Morton's, at the end of like Rock Ferry, like Bandit. Bandit comes through Rock Ferry, the Red or whatever they're called. And uh, we finished the party. Now we, being like fucking scallies as you were, we, we, we ran out of money. Yeah. And uh, there was a family called the Cadlins or Cadies, fucking Paul Cade. He was just, he's just hard as fuck. You know, I gave him his due. He was just, he was out for it. He loved it. And he would get stuck right in. And I was a bit like, fucking hell, this is going to go. So we walked home anyway. We walked all the way. So we were going to walk six miles from fucking Rock Ferry to Morton. Because you know. we, we spent all our bus money. And the bus is finished that time. I think it was yeah. 11 o'clock. So 12 o'clock, we're still pissed on the Merry Go Cider or the Cherry B or whatever. Merry Down. Merry Down. Yeah, I got the wheelies. Oh. You know, and then after time, you're like, fucking sick down. You know. But we was walking home and there's eight of us. Um, and we just seen a fucking big crew of lads um, in like the city centre, like in the, in the, sorry, in the, in the town centre. And they, they clocked us, and next minute they come fucking charging. Who are you? Who are you? Paul Kidd, where the fucking ship? Come on! It was like eight of us, and two lads ran off. <laughs> Shit houses. <laughs> I wanted to run, but obviously you got to stand with the lad. Stand! Stand! Don't fucking stand step! Next minute. <laughs> have you seen like the Lord of the Rings when that fucking fight was like, <laughs> I just done my best, but you know what? I was just like fucking ants all over me. Bing, bang, 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 bing. You feel... <laughs> and then you're on the floor and you're getting fucking... I was getting stoved then. Especially when I... And I was getting fucking levered. I, I must have been... And I tried to get up, I was getting a knock on my face and I was getting fucking booted. And honest to God, I, I just had a flashback. But when I was lying there, still semi-conscious, like, because I cut my chin down. So pick him up as one of the old school. He's had enough, he's had enough. Yeah. He's had enough, because obviously my face was in bits. Pick me up. And some little shit out. So I always remember the fucking flat cap on. Come booted, yeah. Come running up, noses when that fuck, bang. Straight into me fucking nush, and oh. I was gone. And I remember waking up like fucking, and the, the lads going, get him, because they obviously fucking, they must have always the bad way. But the fun, that the weirdest thing happened, so as we go, as he's getting, there was a garage, so the lads, there was a toilet, open toilet in the garage, get me some water. Yeah. All, all I was worried about was my man fucking kicking off because she just got this new coat. I was pulling yeah. over it. One of the best from Bacon and Margie, you know what I mean? So, so all of a sudden, I'm full of blood. But Paul Cady, out of nowhere, got a lift. From, you know, take us to Mormon, which is like four or five miles away. Yeah. They had no fucking money. So how the hell did Paul conjure up? But do you know what it was? I got in the front seat being fucking thing. They're all in the back laughing. And I thought, where are you going, boys? Next to me, they're fucking they're touching me. It was a fucking pedo. Oh. <laughs> Paul's going, just let him touch your leg. Yeah, it's all right, Jeff, yeah. Morton, please, Mason, this fella's like, oh, yeah. yeah. Honest, honest to God, and he was doing this. But I was thinking, the lads want to get home. I want to get home. I'm fucking smart. I was getting nonced in a fucking car. <laughs> I'm just being fucking, I'm just being fucking battered. What a fucking night you I'm, I'm getting home. <laughs> Great night. <laughs> I don't want to get in. 
Men hvor måske det? Hvad er fucking er det her, Look at the stage, ja. Det er fucking kogsen. Next minute, the fuck. I'm more, more. Go some bats. Clean your face. Next day, I was in bed. I had a broke, you know, my ribs. My ribs were sticking out. And then, you know, but then some fella was knocking for the, for the game of football. You know, you're playing some other concert. I said, I can't. I'm not doing it. Can't breathe. No, but you know, that's that's what I, I, I really then thought. This is... This has got to come to a stop with doing, you know, going out with that sort of crew. You know, I used to go around, my mate Greg Bennett uh, used to go around and play the Beatles. He was like a, the guitar. Yeah. He, he got me into sort of guitar and where he, he, he played Beatles. He was just, and he had his own little mop head. He was, he was the editor of the Mirror, actually, Greg. He, he made it to him. He became like the editor. That was his thing. Greg Bennett's spot on, mate. And we get into shows doing what we do and acting. And, you know, it's stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I thought, I fancied. Uh, That gangland, it's dangerous. You know, I, I'm not into because you don't know what. Especially getting hit by all that, it put me, put me right off of like these going out on the streets. Because I think the youngest now, young people nowadays should get into. I mean, we have misspent youth, but they should get into like boxing or some form of martial arts, martial and stuff, arts, yeah. or keeping the head. Same. Well, you know, as I said, you know, my, my granddad, uh, Tommy Allred, he it was a. That's where they got the fight. He, he was a champion fist fighter on the uh, Camelades docks. Now, his job was a picker. And now, to be a picker, you think, what's a fucking picker? He said, well, what it is, because there was no, like, employment, whoever turned up, you'd get picked to work that day. Ah. So this is going back in, like, the 1940s, or no, sorry, after 19... That year, between the 40s and, obviously, 70s, all the dockers would turn up. But to get that job, you got to fucking earn, earn your fist because, hey, you, he hasn't fucking worked for two fucking weeks yet. And then you go and say, well, he's in a fucking halos every fucking night spending his money. So you got to fight your way into, the, into it. To really. get to be a picker. Yeah. And then like it's like straighteners every fucking day, you know, to be like proper, like on the cobbles, you know, that sort of caper. So anyway, he got the respect of like um, of, of all the dockers and he became a good picker where you get whispers in the air thinking, listen, they haven't had a fucking... Scratch off for for me to starve, and they've got three kids. Come on, then you you you. And he tried to be fair, but but the, every day to be a stranger. I'm gone. You didn't pick me, you cunt. Blah blah. And and you know what? It's what a what a horrible way to go. You know, and he, you can't you can't make everyone happy, can you? He couldn't, you know. And he tried to, to play, but he, he opened the West Riddle uh, Boxing Club, um, and then I'd go there on the Sunday and then the, the Monday and Wednesday. And the fighters in there, just to let you know, the West Riddle, uh, just a little bit of history, which is historic. In one year, myself, Danny Greenslade, and Col, I think it's Col Mac, Macarelli, Mac, Col and Mac, three of us from the same club became combined services of the whole of the forces. Wow. So three people from that team became, and, and do you know what, you think, wow, that's, you know, for, for three fucking lads from that team to be champions in one year, it is, it's never been done. So, it's an achievement. You know, it's an it achievement, you, think, you know, that's, that was the pedigree, you know, of the fighting, because we go in there and, you know, straight away, it was all about learning, straight punching. Yeah. And there was some masters of like slipping, it's like, like the Tyson sort of thing, the cat skills, you know, you'd sit there and you'd do like a, that bag on the string and you'd be bobbing and weaving and bobbing and weaving. But in that gym, it was always sparring was the key. And I think throughout my boxing thing, sparring sorts the, you know, the weed from the shaft because 
you're going to get hit, aren't you? Yeah. You get all these Rocky, you know, it's funny when Rocky comes on, you know, when around the, the film, Rocky, da -da -da, and the, that night, Rocky's on. The next morning, there's loads of lads coming to the gym and the towels round. <laughs> oh, it's funny, there's a lad called Melv, you're thinking, what's he doing? Running up Morton Shore and his steps, and he's, <laughs> he's doing all his bit. So what you know, if the Rocky wave comes in, yeah. And so what stays away in the West Riddle, you know, you'd have a go. Go on, get your gloves on. I'm gonna have a look here. Put the two against two, you know. And it wasn't bullying. You, you get get him and him. It's same sort of level, you know. That that's the way sparring should be. Would you wear a safety thing at the time? No, no. It was just freaking, sixteen ounce gloves or eight ounce. Try. Do you know what? I'd say there was just gloves with gloves. that fucking horse here. I mean, he was only kids. And he stunk as well, you know, <laughs> smell the glove time, you know. <laughs> and he, it was the smell more than the dirty sweat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's had his finger up his arsehole. Oh. He's fucking, you know, he's come out and he's, he's batting you. And you know what? In that West Wales, it sorted out your body. The lads were sparring. And it, it, there was good level. Being, we had national champions, Davy Phillips, um, Nicky MacDonald, who's just got the record. There's all, like, records of, like, lads who achieved... Seriously, I, I, on that note, I just trained, but I never got a medical because on a Friday I used to like to go to the youth club and have a dance. Yeah, you know, and I was getting to them and girls, you know, snogging and the smelly finger fucking face. The smelly <laughs> finger face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm not, you know, but it's it's funny, but you know that bagging off was great, and that that's that took me away. And it wasn't until I uh, I joined the army that I, I got into boxing serious. What made you join the army? Again, Liz, we come out, well, my dad left us when we were 10, 11, sorry, 11. And um, he, as in left us, he just, he got up and gone. One day he was gone, one day he was here, one day he gone. So he left me mum financially, you know. All of a sudden, we used to have, well, we have the tea tonight, mum. Well, we got some chops tonight, lamb chops, when my dad was going, made up. All that sort of chip, chops, fucking veg, roasties, gravy. He went after two weeks, pot noodle. Oh! <laughs> You have it on toast. Pan <laughs> noodle on toast. Serious. We were like, what's for tea? A pasty and beans, like a little... Oh. But you knew, and she gets stressed. Yeah. And I, I watched my mum fall apart because, um, you know, she was just family dedicated. And, I, and she couldn't say not from front of us and even though she was like, you could tell her she was ass and a broken heart, broke my mum's heart and she, I think she died of a broken heart. And, uh, but the thing is, she, she always kept us. She worked in cabries. She said, come on. She'd work eight hours and then do other things on the weekends. And, and she'd come home and you'd have, you'd have like, she'd be, put the spuds on a 25 pass and she'd be in. And I'm thinking, I'm, but she didn't like us touching the oven because obviously the kids. the kids, the kids, and you know, we, we, we understood, don't touch the oven. And in a way, it's a good rule because if you, if you start arsing around, you know, even the kettle. Well, that's, that's the right, brother. Some brothers now don't give a fuck, do they? Make your own tea. Oh, it's it's crazy. You know, I'm we're fortunate then. You know, it's yeah. fortunate. You know, I, I see I see women today. Um, they just get babies just to get the money. Yeah. And what they do, the the the, the baby be fucking starving, and they've got all the like, just tattoos and on Facebook like that. All these fucking pulpy lips. <laughs> What's with them big eyebrows? Ah? Scouse brows, you know? yeah. <laughs> like turf, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. So, um, but you know what? It's, go ahead, how did they treat a scouser in the army? Well, this is what I'm going to say. When I, when I joined, uh, I, went, I joined the Kings regiments because I, I wanted to join the Kings. It's a Liverpool and Manchester regiments. Yeah. And because they were going to Berlin, 
And they've huge legs. No, just the, no. just the infantry. All right. From the King's Division, the King's Regiments. Formed in 1665, believe it or not. One of the first regiments. Well. Chasing the Scots, jocks, the Jacobites over the borders. <laughs> oh, that's bad sound, like the Braveheart. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I didn't want to be like him, the bastard. <laughs> yeah. Don't only rape them, but the King's Regiments are King's We actually won that. That was just for the movie. I know. Got a, you got a lot of bad press to me from me, the Braveheart. Yeah. The English. <laughs> fucking English, horrible G Braveheart. <laughs> that, we, we get a lot of bad press anyway. Maybe, maybe the fucking drunken hooligan is what go out fighting. <laughs> I know. I tell you what, do you know, um, so anyway, when I joined, I joined the King's, uh, the King's Regiment, and I, I went up to, because I was 16, uh, went there, because at the time the YTSs were going, I worked for two weeks and a bit, and I couldn't, I couldn't stand the YTS because you're getting 25 quid. It was gone on Friday night, getting pissed, and yeah. they give you mum a fiver. It was shit, and it was just no way. I was just filling skips, getting on roofs, and fucking getting bullied by build, big fucking early ass builders. Get the fucking thing up. So anyway, my mate was in the army, King or Richie, and I seen pictures of him from Kenya. He's just come back from Kenya. And he had all fucking, and he was all spruced up, tanned up. I thought, fucking hell. So he said, yeah, just get down to King, uh, down the uh, army registration office, uh, the, the army recruitment. Went there and done your test. And, you know, it's, it's for anybody, anyway, who's not, any 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 fellows out of work, any lads with an opportunity, feel as that they've got loads of spirits, then, you know, it's, it's a great opportunity. Done a simple test, maths, English, and really you get coaxed into it then, because obviously recruitments. That you have to be fit too. I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't turn up, could I? Well, do you know what? Seriously, you don't realise how fit, unfit you are until you get going on it. But yeah. it's a training. I mean, obviously, when you were young, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, they, they did install a fitness for them. They'd buzz off someone to get you fit. You know, leave it with them. We'll get you fit. And, and to be honest with you, they did. They, they fucking tortured you. Because it was the, the frightening factor. When I got to uh, in the King's Division up in Newcastle, Album all Barracks, I remember turning up and I didn't realise what, what, how to like stand up, fucking whatever. Look there, look that. Get off the bus! And we were off the bus. No talking. Writing the names of Red House. And I went over to this, uh, all I heard, two section. And so... I went up to this um, sergeant fella who had the three stripes, being a dickhead. Hey, mate, do you know where to... Mate! <laughs> mate! What's your name? And I remember his fucking Yorkshire accent. Sergeant Doyle or Boyle, friggin' hell. He had the uh, sugar puff teeth, you know what I yeah. remember? Or summer teeth, summer, summer yellow, summer green. <laughs> summer teeth. Summer teeth, bastard. <laughs> oh, but he was a bastard and he went, Scousers, I hate the robbing bastards. What's your name? Hold on. Do me a favour, all right. Go and fit, find 50 dog ends and bring them back. I went, what the fuck are those dog ends? Fuck. Thanks. And then I went, go on, what are you waiting for? I was I fucking ran, so I was running everywhere, but the thing is you can't smoke on camp. Yeah. <laughs> 50 dog ends. Set you up. <laughs> Set me up. I was like that for fucking two hours. <laughs> While other people get in the fucking beds and whatever, you know, in the room. So obviously they, they sent out a fucking search party for me. But uh, me being crafty, I, I seen the guard room and I seen an ashtray. <laughs> no, the ashtray. Empty. And then obviously Doghead trying to cut the weights off because he wanted to fucking just nick it. Yeah. Stunk a ciggy straight away. Goes into the thing and that, that was it. Then I thought he's got, he's got on me. And I was just like, but I, was, I couldn't help saying mate. You know, I, that was like a scouts thing or a, 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 whatever. He's just like, you're all right, mate. Yeah, yeah, mate, no mate. Sergeant. Yes, Corporal. 
Corporal sergeants, and then I still do it now. But you can forget people's names and all that, so it makes it easier, isn't it? Yeah. But it, it tell you what, it would have cost you like pressure. I got fit the hard way. Fifty press ups, mate. I'll meet you. Say mate fifty times, mate, mate, mate. Sound like a fucking frog. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? The serious. I mean, the trainer was 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 like proper. Uh, it shocks the system because we just got rushed around all the time. You'd have like ten minutes to eat your dinner. Get outside! You just got your dinner, you're starving. And you get the outside. And you're like, ah, well, you whatever into you to get into you. The good scrum. Do you know what? Yeah, because the breakfast in the morning, I never had fried bread in my life. I don't know. You put a bit of beans on the fried bread. You know, oh, it's fucking nice, that. You know, it was like a new taste. And obviously, being off, being on the pot noodle dinners and teas, it was all there. I still have pot noodle buses. I don't mind fried bread, but I like eggy bread better. I know when you dip your bread in the egg. Oh, yeah, well, they had all, you know what, they can make their own steaks, but, you know, in training, the cold, I always remember that the cold of uh, Otterburn, where you do your training as a soldier. So you're going, I mean, on the on the pitches, you look, wow, look, it looks bosh, being a soldier with a weapon and that. Go to Otterburn, as soon as you go over the frigging, the, the, it's called the, the gates, like the, the cattle grids. Get off the bus. I mean, get off the bus. We had all our kit, about forty pounds worth of kit. And Sergeant Boyle, right? I want to see the last man touch that tree over there. You look at that's fucking bare as fuck. There's only one tree on a fucking like like it ever been away. It's like a mile away on a hill. I want to see the last man touch that and come back. Go. So you that's where you like with the fucking weapon and all your kit and you're going for it because the competition. You don't want to be last. And I don't know if you know about, you think the fields are nice and smooth, but in Osserbane, it's elephant grass and the clumps, like, or baby's heads. <laughs> so you just fucking, I've just seen so many lads go, eh, eh. Oh, and then trip you over. Trip you over and you come back. And, I mean, that took us like half an hour, like a man and a half. Come back and with all fairness, all your kit was fucking missing because you're not, you're not soldiered up. Yeah. You haven't strapped it on with your weapon. So there was, it was like fucking kit everywhere. Go and get your kit! So this lads are arguing on the thing. So the next competition game was murder ball. And I lost my teeth. That's when I lost my teeth. What the fuck's murder ball? Well, there's a medicine ball, right? Medicine ball. Right. Three and four section over there. One and two section there. So like that. Ball in the middle. Get the ball over to that tree on the other tree. Anywhere you can. Go! And you just it's just fucking rugby, but it's rugby with fists. So next to it, you're going in. And you're fucking fighting for this medicine ball. This is what it passed. And it's just a brawl. It's just a fucking a brawl. brawl. And I remember just getting the ball thinking, I've got it! With my fucking <laughs> head up. And this lad comes running over. Mackay, always remember some Scotch bastard. And I come running over and he just went like that with his fucking head. Just right standing in it, right in my teeth. Next minute, oh, I was horrible. And my teeth just went in dirty like that. And I had the, the medicine ball. Get him, get him! Nose plastered again with blood, and then you'd have to sleep out that night. And then the way, and then they play grenade, uh, grenade drills where grenade. So you had to get you get down. But they've got us through a little wadi, a little river in Otterburn. Grenade. No, seriously, going to the, you get wet, okay? But you stay wet, and the wind comes in, and you and you've you're got to sleep. But your your feet are gone, and hyperfane it does set in and. I suppose they're trying to work out, get rid of the week, because a lot of lads are like, I don't want to do it, I don't want to do it, and they're just like crying, I don't want to do it. DOR, drop out on request, DOR. 
And or if you don't want to think, if you don't show up with me on a mission with my mum being skint, and I want to get some money and I want to send it back to my mum, you know, it's it's just. I thought, well, I'm going back to YTS. At least I, I'd done a little bit of that. I'm not going back to that life. You had heart, though, didn't you? Stick it out. Well, that's it. Stick it out. And yeah. the, the boxing saved me, you know. It's crazy. Well, not the night that you had no boots that weren't the right fit. Well, this is it. This this was the proper, like, intense. There was the, you go you go to, like, to get your, your boots fitted. Now, straight away, they've given me, I think I, I was a fucking growing lad. I think I was ten or a, ten or a nine. Or, but they give me they give me a boot which was like a, an eight and a half. So I put my feet in there, and it's just fucking. It was like in the end, it was like say for instance, new boots, army boots, you know, the proper hard. So when you your skin, you're rubbing, it's like all like the that. skin. Yeah, you get blisters, but this didn't. I had blisters on my toes, but this took the whole of the skin Ow. off the back of me both things right. And the thing is, you do a foot inspection every on your exercise. Foot inspection, and this officer will come around, get your feet, fucking hell. This is why you got to change your socks all the time, put yeah. the talc on. But we never had the chance to fuck. I'm not being funny. He had no hardly any time to take and take your boots off. You could get caught. Uh, get in here now, the last man. You get, so really, you want to keep your boots on. And my feet were in fucking bits. We played to meet with fuck. So what he done? The officer come around. He went, oh fucking hell. Look at this, Sergeant Boyle. And oh, I've got some spray for you. Picked up this fucking. I thought it was like a. It was fucking the, like muscle rub, oh muscle my heat. God, straight on the back. I screamed like a. Yeah! He went fucking get your fucking boots on now. Get your change of socks. Strap them up. And he had to strap up with the tape. Gets me outside, right in front of another lad who had in bits as well because there was a couple of others. Get the boulder and run round the field shouting sicky, 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 back squad, back squad. Because <laughs> I used to look at him, with, to be honest with you, I looked at him with anger. Maybe I should have just looked up the street. But when he was shouting at me, I was looking at him thinking, I want to punch your fucking head in. No, the How did you me. deal with that when you get it right in your face? Well, this is it. you, you got to bite your fucking tongue. And, and you know what? It wasn't, it was just, again, it's, been, it's got not, not failing. It's not like yeah. I've got to go back to that life. I've got to do it, you know. It's it, it was it was. You had the nose to think though, didn't you? You wanted to swell your mouth. I could have. I cried on a fucking phone by the way to your man one time. And I was oh. I was getting. You know, I burst into tears. I was just missing home. Yeah. Because I never ironed in my life. And it, the funny thing is, with the army, you don't realise. But when you um, get all your kit, you've got to iron and press it. But in the in the barracks, it was like a fucking like a like a it didn't no steam a fuck all. So you're ironing your kit, and I used to have tram lines where you iron one crease, but then you move it, and then you're like, oh. so in the end, you're standing there like that, and you got these fucking... Oh. So what did he do? Come back at eight o'clock tonight to the guard room, showing tram lines removed. So you got to wait all the ghosts to see, then come back and iron it, and stand at the guard room. Not good enough, and I couldn't iron. I was fucking hopeless. Come back at ten, if you had ten, steam. 10 o'clock, yeah. Yeah, 10 o'clock, coming back. And in the end, some lad uh, uh, come over, I think it was Spottyswood, who could dine. Yeah. Went, come here. Because you see me coming in, fucked. And then, you know what? I was I was nearly close to, uh, to going. But then the boxing, the boxing, the, 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 the boxing was the biggest... Uh, relief for Relief, you. relief for me. Yeah. You know, this is one thing with him. We've done milling. So they get like, stand, 
Shoulders man on the left, shoulders man on the right, and you're all getting the thing. Right, stand behind him. So you're all like systematically changed. Pair of, I think about 14 ounces on, yeah. 15 ounces on. No head guards at the time. Um, just go for it in the gym, boxing. And we were off. And luckily with the skill that I learned from the West Riddle, I could throw a punch and I was defending. But other lads were just like Wimble, like, oggy, 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 chins in the air and getting clocked. Like, yeah. it was easy for me, you know. So I'd done the lad in, and I did take mace because I bit him, and I bit him again, as in, and I knew that he, he was not a boxer. And I suppose I'm not a, I don't, I'm not into that. You're like, not a bully. Not a like, bully, mate. Yeah. No, not a bully. Not a bully. And I, I hit him with the fucking, and he could sell through the corporal and gets him with me some of the corporal from the gym. Oh, my God, you've done a bit, have you? So we had to go. And again, I, I held my own, which was, you know, which was pretty good. But luckily, there was a Sergeant Major, Scots fella from the King's Own, Sergeant Major Reed, who was actually in the army boxing circuit, spotted me and, and said straight away, come and see me tomorrow morning at the fucking... So I've gone to see him. And it was great, it was a pass. Because, where are you going, Allered? I'm, I'm going to see Sergeant Major Reed. Oh, all right. And I walked off and then straight away, gets to the gym, sparring. I met two other lads who were from Liverpool, Stu Tomo and Lee Taff. Fucking Northwest champions, outstanding boxers, and they just took they well they battered me for a laugh in their eyes. They, but it just showed me skills, which it, I think boxing. If, if you had the gutter, you'd have to where you, you'd learn. Oh, I don't want to get keep your chin down. Yeah. Block, see something coming, roll, and and I could dig. You know, I could dig, which is I was a bit heavier than them, so it was like the cat and mouse where it, I, I got really refined. And we became army junior army champions at that time. And that was it. And, and straight away, so that carried me through the, the uh, to get passed out. Because I was doing the boxing, Sergeant Major Reed, I was doing my weapons, and, and it took Sergeant Doyle off my case. Well, that's like a big achievement, really, because I imagine that a lot of people went for the junior yeah. army, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, I mean, it's a, it's a big, I mean, to, to, to become like that weight, I was uh, welterweight, which is like the most average weight at like middle. Yeah, most average lads who are like uh, ten and a half stone, eleven stone. If you get what I mean, so to become like number one out there, to, I look back and I'm freaking hell. And there was some hard lads from like the Scottish divisions and 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 like of all north of England, all game fuckers. It would just go for it. But I've always noticed the Scottish boxers and the Irish too. Some good boxers come out. It's it's, it's amazing. It, it, I think I think Great Britain. That's why we were like great. Yeah, because our our um, ancestors, you know, like we fought off the Vikings, or we had some Vikings into us, or but throughout the world, they've always been like brave arts, and you know, they've always had that the bulldog, you know, yeah. we fought the Germans, you know, we it's a, the last kingdom. Do you watch that? Yeah, the last kingdom, <laughs> King Alfred, and all that. Yeah, <laughs> imagine that though, you can see like 1080 fucking Vikings coming over. Think, oh no, it's probably a slave, but it's one of them. But we passed out, went to Berlin. Quickly went to, we went to, at the time went to Berlin and um, the wall was still up then. All oh, right. So we went to Berlin. I got off the bus and um, I always remember seeing this uh, Courtney Harrison. He was the he was the army middleweight champion at the time. Black Courtney Harrison, Black Harry, bastard he was because he was an RP in charge. If you if you're naughty in the army, you, you get sent to the army Nick, army jail or the barrack jail, where you got the fucking proper bullies of like. And to be honest with you, 
it, it, it needs it to be bullies with the you know, you're looking after 200 scousers and 200 fucking manks all clammed in together all fucking head workers yeah, and whatever. Absolutely, yeah. a lot of hassle to be a fucking disciplinarian you've you got to be something about you otherwise you get walked over or you get your head so I got off the gates and said go off the bus go off the bus go off the bus and there he was and I swear to God I've never seen fucking biceps on my life he was on the field day with him, but bless him. He was just fucking huge, his black Harry. And I looked at him and he went, Look, don't you eyeball me, don't you eyeball me. And I shit myself straight away. Get inside now! <laughs> straight in to the CO. So you've got to go and see the Canon officer because obviously you're coming in the battalion, yeah. they want to have a look here and they're going to send you to a, to a different company. And the first one, we said, what are you standing there? Said, your left leg is a B, your right leg is an R. Step off to my... T-. So it was like, so when you say when I say B, you move your left leg. When I say R, step... It went, yeah. You ready? Quick march. He said, mark time. Inside. And you go inside then. And there he was, the CEO, the Canon officer, um, Grant Howarth, <laughs> nicknamed Bagpush. Oh, yes. Here we are. And he had the sheets. And he just looked at me and said, wait, uh, King's Ronald Head, welcome to the first Sunday King's Regiment. I believe you are a boxer, and tomorrow morning you're on trial with uh, Sergeant Major Bug, so you will report to the gymnasium tomorrow at 8 o'clock with your sweat kits and bandages and gum shields. Thank you. Match your mouth, quick match. <laughs> I was thinking, fucking hang on a minute. This is that so fast. Do we get a say in this? <laughs> Just fuck all. <laughs> so, gets out of the thing gets marched over to A Company <laughs> then I met a sergeant major big fella rugby player cauliflower ears like that you're in my company uh, one one thing I must learn you 11th commandment he was in Manchester don't get caught <laughs> <laughs> yeah. remember I've got one rule 11th commandment don't get caught where you go free but soon up you go get your bed up yep yeah. I'm just like freaking out all of a sudden you just I get on the landing, right, and straight, straight away you're a sprog. Because if you're you're young to the bit, you say, fuck, here we gotta go again. The bullion, there's all sorts of like a fucking. Mm-hmm. Straight away, the first floor, this lad had his legs like fucking Van Damme. Hong, and his name's Bob Louie, but the lads would call him Hong Kong Louie. <laughs> he was into a fucking like proper, like kicking fucking apples off heads, and he was a violent little bastard. He was a right, right fucking martial artist. Straight away, but and then I met uh, Roy, Roy uh, Moore and Slider, great friends in one four seven the room in Berlin. What are you doing? I said, put me bed there. He went, oh tomorrow I'm in the boxing scene. Like, are you fucking daft? Are you fucking? You better be good. What? You're going over there? It's a fucking brain damaging fucking factory. Swears <laughs> I got the blown bubbles. There's lads coming back with fucking. I was like, the room is like that. No, seriously, it's fucking. All right, like, fucking. I'm going to boxing scene. You got any good? And I was like, I thought, if I say yeah, you think you yeah. have an attitude? Try my best. So, well, good luck. Next morning, walking over with the bandages, my gun shield. <clears throat> it was ago. When you get over there, lad, just keep your fucking, you got to meet a fella called there. Sergeant Major Bug, his name's the Bug. All right, just don't, just say, sorry, be respectful, okay? And do your best, whatever. So he gets over there, met this uh, straight away, fella called Clive Bug, Sergeant Major at the time. And he was from the East End. Fucking, he was a cockney fella. Yeah. We looked at me, Oli, Olahead. How'd you pronounce that? Olahead, sir. Nickname, Oli. Oli. Oli the Beak. So he said to me, because I had a nose like that. <laughs> Oli the Beak. <laughs> Don't be last. That's what he said, grab your nose. 
Don't be last. <laughs> Don't be last. They're going. They're off on a run. And they had to follow these fucking fellas. I haven't got a clue. All the way through the streets of Berlin. On my second day, I haven't got a fucking clue. My head's up my arse. Didn't hardly sleep because I was nervous. I'm, I'm running around Germany, Pickledorf Strasse. And all this, Einstein of Dunstan, of the Lenstig. And I was like, what the fuck? And we're running. And I had to keep up with this frigging. And luckily, we had obviously big Errol Gale, who's a big, same size as you, one of them big fucking plodding along. Don't pick on Errol. Fucking, he was going. And luckily, I didn't come last. Gets in, get, get something to eat. But in the cookhouse, this is like a thing. In the cookhouse, you had poached eggs and bread. Mm. And the, the Clive would be sitting there, Oli. He goes to me. Because he knew I was making weight. Yeah. Because I, I, I had three fucking pieces of bread. He went, Oli. Took two off. No butter. And just had a piece of fucking. I was starving as well, like one poached egg and a thing like that. At that. Was it a runny poached egg at least? Yeah, it's a bit snotty, bless you. Oh, but it, but it all come apart with the fucking bubble, yeah. the bubbles. So really, I wasn't getting the full egg. You <laughs> know, <laughs> again, this is like that with the routine. Go back at eleven, and straight away he said, "Get in, get gloved up, get in." Neri, Neri, and it's just, all these lads are fucking from straight away. That's when I met Shane Neri. Uh, he become a world boxing union champion. Yeah. In the fight, into the film, the fight said it, 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 it was Mark Wahlberg who actually had to fight Shay, Mickey Ward to win the thing. So it became he's like a forever great friend. So we got in the ring, and you know what? No old's bad. It was just a case of like this. It was just no fucking words were exchanged. Looked at me, and we just went at each other, and I could tell. I usually think if he. Throws a little jab with it's like sometimes sparring like tss, little tss. I, he's not like but this fella come out when I is and it was like here we go it's a fucking wing thing it's a fight Buck, you bottle down the hatches and just go for it just box instinctively and uh, he caught me he caught me with a shock because I'm a southpaw left handed remember throwing a jab out like like the matrix throwing a jab out and he's come inside and his right hand just come right up the pipe and I standing in line <laughs> hit, hit me fucking nose I remember going right back and my head hit the bottom rope like a weeble bomber. But because he's hit me that hard, it sat me on my fucking coccyx, on my arse. Yeah. So that shocked me. Now, I never really went down through the whole of my boxing. I was never knocked out clean. I'd, I'd be put on my arse, but I'd get up. So I got up, head buzzing. Nose is fucking gone. And the book went, get up, you slipped. Get up, you slipped. So I got up. Box. Straight in again. Lasted one round again, just fucking defence, fucking fight. Stop. And the bug went, get your kitchen in. Get your kitchen, you're in. And one of the lads said, listen, that's the tester. He's because he's the fucking, he, he knocked everybody out, Jim. He just, he was phenomenal. He was power in the shots. You know, it was, it was amazing. His son's boxing now, by the way, JJ Metcalf, kid's shamrock. Unbeaten in 23 fights, Commonwealth champion. His wow. son is. So, and, you know, we do a little bit of training. I'm a, I still do a little bit of training with like Southpaw and stuff like that, but um, it's that's the sort of pedigree of, of the fight we come from. Pressure wins, that's what he used to say to the book. Pressure wins. What do you mean by that? He said, well, get in with two. So in the end, sparring became two lads in the gym, in the ring with you. So you're fighting two lads, because it's motto, if you can fight two, one's easy. So anyway... I can see the method in the madness there. Like, yeah. 
He's just said and done like you know it. Mean? what? You just got sparked. You every got day, four fucking albums coming out you instead of two. Every day was like a street. Then it was just getting buzzed. We still had some buzz where your head will get hit. And the ding, 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 ding. I always used to see fucking like the merry-go-round. Or a deja vu. Oh, I've been hit. I've, I've done that one before. Okay. But moving on swiftly, became became um, the Kings, a box of the Kings, straight away in the, in the two weeks. And we won the Scotch 9-0. And I went in there and stopped the lad in two rounds. So I got like a reputation. Then we almost suddenly get respect. And then you give respect back. And then you don't realise how many Kingos... It's like a family. You're in there. Yeah. You're not a shit house. Show. You're not a coward. You're not. You're in. You're involved, and you you know you want. You counted. And do you know what? From from that, then I became. I was good. You know, just fair, fame collect. Done all my army training with the long. Uh, the boxing season would finish, and then we, we started training for Northern Ireland, which was then. The so real. Yeah. It's gonna get heavy now because in Northern Ireland you lose six lads. Yeah. Do you want to just describe what it was like, the, the atmosphere? Jesus Christ. So we got off in the... Uh, we are getting off in London, Zeddy. Zeddy. Um, and we got off the choppers. We got choppered in. These Chinooks. Oh, no, it was a Hercules. Sorry, that big Hercules. I brought us over. And we got off and we went and I said, have you got a will? Have you got a will? Stats that we ate... Ate... Two bombs in Dungan, and there was a bomb in South. So it wasn't a joke. It was actually. No, it was real. This is you going fucking into fucking hell. You're going into fucking war. You know, you, that's it. The IRA, no, the, the Irish Republican Army, the pirate and stuff. They, they're just totally professional. What they do, you know, and a lot of people say, oh, "I hate them" or whatever. But do you know what? They're real because obviously we get over there. It's their country, and what they thought was we were impeding. So you're up against an army that knew that knew this. That that they, obviously they. The territory where they lived, and they just knew that knew everything. And we were the we were the underdogs because you couldn't with with the terrorism uh, with IRA, they did just guerrilla warfare where they could just turn up sometimes or leave booby traps and stuff like that. So well, it's just like the Germans coming over taking over us, isn't it? Well, that's what they said. You know, I mean, I've spoke to Irish fellas, and they said, "Well, you imagine if you if if you're in England and you got a German force come over and they've got to stop you could your, your things, um, stop your car and whatever, but." Obviously, we were over there to keep the peace. Yeah. To, to prevent the Catholics and the Protestants fighting. But both sides hated you, didn't they? I know, it was just... We couldn't fucking we win. We couldn't win. <laughs> we were fucking crazy. It was a crazy thing. And to be honest, I didn't... I was I, I realised, I think, what the fuck am I doing here now? I didn't sign up for this. But at the same time, with the support of the lads, I was there to think, well, I'm going to look after my mates as they're going to look after me. Because you're in there... The shit hits the fan, you're in. Can you shoot someone there and then? Or yeah. do you have to have, do you have to wait for No. My mate said that you had to wait to be fired upon. Yeah, well, that's it. The green, it's called, if your life's in danger, like a green card, if your life's in danger or any other member of, the, of this, the public or any other soldiers and you think you can fire, but there's a code. I mean, that's what the IRA, they, they, they would always fire first. Yeah. Or set, by then it was too late. They had a sniper in Ireland who was going over. It was who could fire from a mile range, and he took out two fucking fellas with the uh, uh, over the but they're over the border on on. So you can't go into there. Can't even go they're over, over the border in. with a telescopic, um, obviously a, a, a sniper rifle, which just took blew the heads off these lads. And um, so we get to, so when we get to Ireland, that this this like the things that you got you, you got to put up with. What scared me the most was the bombs because. They could be detonated by radio controls devices. 
and you could be in a, in a Land Rover or a truck or whatever, and you're going over a little culvert bridge where there's loads of little streams, and that's where they put them, and boom. You know, it was just all the time. So we, we, we arrived there and have you a well, and suddenly we were ushered because we were the first A company to go to Dungannon, Urban. Yeah. Now, there's Urban and Rural. We were the first Urban teams at Dungannon, uh, East Tyrone, um, high, high activity with, with all sorts of uh, with the IRA movements. And uh, the first patrol, I shit myself. I absolutely, you get loaded up and you, you're like, load. And the, the, the commander, like, good luck, lads. Keep your paces. Keep your eyes peeled. Okay, let's get back safe. And then the fucking gates would open and you just had to run out. Zigzag, 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 zigzag. Right? Zigzag. Next minute, the snow came down. And I'll, have you ever seen, a, like, the, the lampposts and the snow's coming, but you can't see fuck all apart from blaze of, of snow? And I'm just thinking, fucked. You're in, like, an estate, just any, like, a sort of estate, and have a look around. I mean, Could be ambushed or anything. Yeah. Oh! And by the luck of God, by the luck of God, you know, we come back, and we had many patrols like that. Um, and it was, you know, the worst one, we, we actually got fired upon, and we took ground, but we couldn't see where they were. And again, you couldn't you couldn't shoot. And again, with his kids and stuff like that, it's one of them. Yeah. Uh, but the, the Victor 2 bomb, um, which is real, which, which happened was that a, a fella, uh, an Irish lad, uh, who worked on the camp as a cooker, uh, as a cook in the barracks. Yeah. He was a civilian. So what the IRA did was get hold of him, kidnap him, abduct him, put him in signature of his house, put a gun against his head and say, if you don't drive this car now, we're going to blow your family right up, you know, going to blow your family up. And uh, this fellow was named Gillespie, and he hadn't, he, hadn't, he hadn't a chance. So they, they put him in a van, strapped them up, and sent the van to a checkpoint, where the checkpoint is like from Southern Ireland and Northern Ireland, in Derry, London. It was called Victor Two for us, on the Buchanan Road. It was like a valley, Kosh Quinn. So he's drove through, and as he's coming through to the thing, radio control, as soon as he gets to the checkpoint, it was a thousand-pound explosive, which left... The size of a like a football pitch, been dense. It was just fucking horrendous. The carnage was was terrible, um, and we lost. I think four Kingos and two of the lads. Um, I'm, I can't remember the names, but there was Worrell, Kings and uh, Worrell, Burrows, Bugsy, Beecham, who I passed out with, who yeah. was on my pass out, and he uh, Beecham just had a baby, but because he wasn't married, he never seen his baby. That's terrible. Fucking you see, that could be you, though. Sad that, ain't You know, oh. I mean, he was made up to go home to see his kid, and he'd never seen his son. Chris Beach. And I was close on Vinnie Scott, close. And it, it's. His son would have been proud of him, though. Oh, it's, it's outstanding. Every year we have a memorial. Yeah. We have a memorial every year, and all the kingos of the V2, and we all turn up, and we always respect, and the families turn up. And, Thing. It's just it's it's heartbreaking to know that, but these lads are all scallies. Like it, it sounds nuts, but they, most of the lads didn't have any quarrels of like we're not like army barmy and we'll fight. They're all just there because of the, 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 there was no jobs and stuff. You get what I mean? It, it, it we done it because of, but at the same time, we had no fucking quarrel. If you get what I mean with like the Irish people, and you see, we'd be on the streets and the kids would come out. And got spit in it, but I got a mouth organ one time for fuck this. 
I got a mouth organ, started playing the blues. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> so all these kids are going around. Wow, 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 wow. Hello, wow, what's your name? Wow, wow. So they're not going to shoot me with loads of kids. No, I ain't say you what. Sorry. Follow paper, pay paper. Hey. Hey. That's stupid. But I listened to this, it went fucking bizarre because I didn't realise I was the radio. I had the thing and I was on permanent send. So fucking Northern Ireland's ops room. Next minute, fucking wagon tear up, fucking hairy ass sides of major. Hey, you're a fucking man, boy, man. I remember just fucking screaming that I just had the whole ops room, you know. There's <laughs> a fucking operation, I know they got me, it's me fucking out operation. Took the mouth organ off me. I was fucking like, oh, fucking hell. Protection, and all the kids just <laughs> ran off. <laughs> Next minute, Shit. you're back on there, but I got bricked. I mean, the scariest one for me was um, you had to do. This officer was completely off his fucking head. Once the kick, captain used to call him Captain Kickoff. Right, tonight we're going to patrol and we're going to stand outside the Chantal Arms, uh, last orders. And when they come out, we've got to, we're going to search them. So you're going to search all these like Conor McGregor's, yeah. all fucking off the barn. It's who's been into a lathered. 11 o'clock coming out with the beard. And we're going to stand there and go, excuse me, sir, on the physical rights of the thing, we're going to search you. What happened? What fucking happened, though? All I remember was I was the patrol and I, I, I come close to you, but I couldn't because you know what? In the back of my head, this fucking captain kickoff has just caused a fucking incident, right? And he's fucking running up, get me plastic death, as in the plastic bullets. Yeah. And I was thinking, because these Irish lads, right, stop and say, fucking, what are you doing? I'm, I've just been out in it and I'm with my fucking wife. I've been, can't you leave us alone, you Brit bastards? They're going to be one. Being so, a bit harder because of the wife there, so two, like fucking. I know. So this is where I, this is inside myself. I was like thinking, you'd have been the same, wouldn't you? I, yeah, well, that's it. I'm thinking, I don't like the what I'm. What the fuck am I doing here? Yeah. And I was there, and, and you know what? Say it, Jim. Say it, Jim. And you got to, you know, I'm like that's to the fellas. I'll do do just, just pat down to the job, but inside I was cursing. I was like, I was like a Nazi thinking, this is not right. This. So well, anyway, it went off. It went off. Fucking bricks, bang, bang, fucking whatever's hit me, a missile, half a fucking boulder or something, I'm gone. Fucking, all the same was fucking smoke, fucking eh, screaming at the rifle. And, you know, I should have, I could have shot. Yeah. Could have done stuff, but again, it's, it's fucking, I just want to get, in a way, it was like jail, I want to get in here and get out of here alive without, you know, and just get on with it. And um, I just, that officer, I always remember him fucking, what a prick put us put us all on under like you know so what happens then we go on patrol then because at the time in Dungannon you get a reputation then these are fucking bastards you know these are these are these are at it you're gonna get fucking you're gonna get instance where they're after I think when soldiers go there and they patrol and they sort of keep away from the civilian it's it's, it's a mad thing you don't get it as much but we were like hitting the fucking wash nest yeah you're gonna get fucking stung and then um, didn't the police help the, 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 no, the RAC yeah, yeah. Well, we, we assisted them that was our job to assist the RAC and even the RAC we didn't like what the hell you're doing yeah. the there the, the, the time at night you're... they've been there a long time oh they stay alive you know what I mean they got a kind of what a situation I mean the, the situation is is that they didn't want English occupation like Her Majesty the Queen. They didn't want all that the the uh, the the IRA the, the the Catholics. You know that's yeah. 
they hated anything to do with they wanted their island you know that they want their independence they've got southern Ireland but they, the people who lived there who were like southern Ireland thinking no we want to keep this as all Ireland but then you got the northern Irish the Ulster who are, who are formed like proper like Brits and they want the Queen and they want our, our rule that's why you have that divide and there's that fight it's getting solved now because you haven't heard many things it's, it's always sizzling though isn't it it's always I, going to be there. I isn't just it? hope to God, from everything that's learned, that through all the bombings, like Inner Skill and all the innocent people that's being killed on both sides, by the way, you know, yeah. you've got like a lot of Catholics are being killed and a lot of. For, for what? For, you know, for this rule. And I just think to myself, fuck's sake, there's waste. You know, it's. it's war, war is just total annihilation. To see dead bodies and things like that, it, it comes to terms and you think, this is not meant to be this. No. It's a trouble. So yes, I've heard that the SAS know all who all the IRA were, but you can't possibly know all. It's just like saying they know all the terrorists. They're everywhere, aren't they? I mean, a good story about the SAS, I mean, they, they were just close protection. They, they would just observe, you know, so the intelligence they got was just through ob observations and stuff like that. And, you know, they they would look for like the shipments coming in from Libya. Yeah. You know, that's where, and America. You know, a lot of Yanks. You know, all the Irish. You know, we'll support the IRA, and when we're gonna, it's, it's, it's still just, like that in Boston. Well, that's what I'm trying to say because they they think we we took their country. Remember the American, yeah. the American. They've still got that grudge, and you know what? It's in their heads, and you got the Ulsters who are just staunch. The hatred is, is they get the marches, the Billy Boys. On the 12th of July and they're all out and they're proud it's just like they get born into it and that's the way they are and you think but in, inside my mind I'm thinking fucking animal I'm just a scally from the fucking Sandbrook all yeah. I was into was fucking that was kicking a fucking ball around and, my and having from, a laugh you know what I mean with my this. granddad was from there he was, he was like Orange Lodge well there you go you know but it's bred into them it's just the sides you're thinking what the hell is going on and some people are so obsessed with it it's like that with the world now with all these religions and there's always there's always sides. I wish there's no sides. I think we're human beings. Well, even Liverpool you know, now you've got you've got uh, you've got these Southern Irish pubs, haven't you? Yeah, well that's that's what I'm saying. You got the Southern Irish. I mean, I, I worked in some of them. It's obviously where you think, well, I've done this, I've done that. But it's just for me, it's just the work. I got yeah. I got work from an Irish pubs, and but it's all I put that all past me because I just said to each other, I've been there, I've got the t-shirts. I'm no warmonger. I don't take any sides anyway because I just see pure fucking what's happened. I'm proud of what I've done with the comradeship and, and like, you know, to save for the British Army. I save for the people of Britain. I'm a proud, like, like the people who went to World War One and World War Two and became cannon fodder. They were brave souls who wanted to just to, to keep Britain how we are, a freak society with nobody ruling us and whatever, you know, that's that's where it stands. We respect that though, but I mean like if say like for instance Vietnam, where all them soldiers went there and got killed, and when they come back home, there was like the sixties and peace and all that. And they'd get hated them, they'd get spat on. They just fought for the country for fucking absolutely fuck all. You've seen the films, yeah. Yeah. Getting manipulated by politicians, isn't it? And the yeah. politicians should get their own kids out there fighting, shouldn't they? Yeah. Oh, they do maybe do think twice. Well, that's what I'm trying to say. One of my songs I done when I was like a parasite. Um, do you want to bust out with that? Yeah, that's a little go. <laughs> There's a song about that one, yeah. Yeah. Forgot about that one, yeah. This is called Parasites.
living or just surviving? Do we live in a free environment? Do we practice what we're preaching? Are we just there while the wind is bleeding? Tell me why. Why do people die when governments lie for nothing? Or is it something? Something we're missing? Do we care or listen? Into parasites, taking the world outright. Yet we know it's not right. Yet we do not fight. Parasites, sites, 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 taking the world outright. Are we just living for money and oil? Burning the fuels, destroying our soil, taking all the fishes in the sea. Cutting down the trees so we can't breathe But tell me why Why do people die when governments lie for nothing? Or is it something? Something we're missing Do we care or listen? That's it, There's more to that, like, but uh, I just, I, I've just forgot it I played it for ages, that, that was Parasites, yeah Oh, that's, that's brilliant, brilliant. But imagine a glass like a glass of these dream yeah. and a booyaka booyaka. I've got the booyaka, booyaka booyaka. <laughs> the world is bleeding, booyaka booyaka. The world is needing big shout out for the tune in the place. Gonna rock this world and the human race. Time to realize it's not going to plan. Time to realize we're turning to parasites, man. Tell me why. <laughs> Here you go. I get that in there, booyaka bit, yeah. There you go, but that it's was like a... singing and it's your face expression. It's just a little, you need to make like a fucking... It's all on my YouTube, isn't it? You know, obviously... People gonna... watching this, please go down in the description box and click over to his YouTube and give I've... him a sub. And She's a making albums and sh- fucking... Well, it is. It's, it's, you know, I mean, obviously, selling. People just put it on. And um, obviously, with Sean's invitation with this YouTube, now I think I'm only um, 38 hours off of getting paid by Silicon Valley, you know. But um, it's a hobby. How many know? subs you got? I've got 2,008. How many do you have to get to get paid? 1,000. So I've reached the subscribers. Okay. So it's just obviously time now. But do you reckon I'm 38? I don't know. I'm, I've got to check my thing. But I'm not. They've said I'm not on the, the dial. I'm, I'm thinking about 38 hours off pay. But do you know what? It's a hobby. And I, I just. I've got a good life now. You know, I'm, I'm settled down. And it's just. Every day's a blessing. From Please what click on and sub the man. He, you know. Going, going yeah. back to what you just said then. About getting shot at, there was a situation where you got shot at. Yeah, we were in uh, South Armagh, yeah, across from Glen. Uh, so it, between that's, that's Bandit Country, where you're patrolling in rural. Now, the SAS were out there to trying to flush out a sniper, um, and they used us as, as, as like, <laughs> like ducks in a, like a duck shoot. Bait. Bait, yeah. And we was just like, so the officer would say, right. I want your team to patrol from that point there to the, which was like on a hill. <laughs> you know, imagine you see like falling, play- and it's stupid at the time. And I thought, how the fucking hell are we going to survive this? Which is obviously, and we went, but I swear to God, we were zigzagging. I just, it's adrenaline that you just kept on going. You just be unorthodox trying to get thing and there. There was a shot, there was a crack and thump. It's called a crack and thump. <laughs> crack and thump. Get to ground! Straight away, 
with the wet couldn't again with the rule of the green you can't fire into the southern Ireland unless there's a direct contact and again it was just fucking it's a stupid crazy. fucking rule like I mean if you if you break the rule you're going to get Colchester and you're going to ruin your fucking career I'd rather get Colchester than yeah. dead though yeah but you're walking yeah, but if there's no one there I mean yeah. you think about an IRA sniper right he knows the territory right he's like, fucking a mile away isn't he he's gone into a fucking ditch he's already dug the ditch out yeah. and all he needs is a sliver to throw his rifle in, knows that the soldiers are going to be shut today, and it's already set up on a mount. They've already got a mount there. The, the, every time there's always a road, like a little bend, but like a hill. Yeah. As you, the country roads, he's got a fucking proper thousand pound, uh, thousand fucking um, engine. You know what I mean? He's got a, he's got a bike which is just zipping to fucking zip, wherever he wants to go. Whatever he'll have a fella to meet him in a truck, and he's gone. Snipers are very. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the guerrilla warfare. Obviously, it happened again uh, three weeks later, and a, a soldier headshot, talking right out. Did you see that? I, well, I seen the pictures, and his, his head looked like a pizza. Sorry yeah. to say, but that's the damage. If, it, if I mean, the only thing on a, on a film when a bullet goes in, right, anywhere on a body, seven point six two, right. That's the, that's the size. If that hits you, it goes in, makes a small hole. But you have a look at the back when it comes out. It just shatters you're, you're talking of like a, a plate you know of, of, of like pure hits you in the head then the head's there the brain it's gone the matter and that's one of the you know you, you, you get teams who go in to clean an incident like yeah oh, you see today as well you know you can imagine that the, and um, one of the team members said to me one time he said I, I stood on this on the part of a chest and he, he never got out of his head Turned into an alcoholic from it, you know, it's crazy. How did you bury men like that? Because you know, well, they can't have open first burial. Well, what they, they obviously do, it's 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 crazy. What they do is uh, with body bags, and they put every bit of flesh in, in the it. body. They can't DNA you, and then obviously it's got to get either to a coffin. Yeah. But it's not the flesh; it's the soul, isn't it? What's what's gone, you know? But yeah, it's it's, it's you know, it's a, how how could you do that? Live with them? I mean, I hate that job. Well, look at the look at the emergency services on the motorways every day. Yeah. God bless them, by the way, and then all the nurses and they're angels. You can do stuff like that, and in the morgue. So God bless you. There's a lot of a lot of things for people thinking. Oh, what you do? I'm a worker, such and somebody to actually see it and witness it. It's 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 horrendous. You know, people are actually fascinated by that. You'll see an accident on the road, and everyone's stopping and looking. Don't know why. Yeah. There's a theory in neuroscience that you slow down and you clock yeah. things. It causes a lot of accidents. You clock things that are life-threatening and your brain releases these chemicals to make <coughs> you remember it so that you won't get in that situation yourself. Is that what it is? That's what they say in neuroscience, yeah. yeah. You start to flood these chemicals that make you remember it. That's why you remember really traumatic things. Yeah, for a long time, it's hard to get over. It. I just thought it was like weird. I've dreamed, you know. I get then you get another crash. Then don't you on the other side? Yeah, you're slowing down. I get dreams, you know. It affects me, and then, I mean, obviously, it's a part of post-traumatic stress. I didn't think that I had it, you know. And with all the boxing and the injuries and stuff, I would call them dreams, nightmares. Well, the nightmares, you know. Obviously, yeah. I get the the vision again, and that shout. Well, when I got when I got bricked, you know, and I always remember the the the, the smoke and the smell. Always smell like coal, like a coaly smell. And if I go like in the underground in like Liverpool, it flashes back. I see it. Can you give you help for that? Unfortunately, well, I went straight to jail, didn't I? I mean, I come out the army. Um, I was waiting for a medical discharge uh, later on. Done the boxing. I don't even want to talk about that. But I became with the boxing. I became um, an army champion, and then I became 
Forces champion, combined services champion, which is a lot of a lot of hard work and dedication. And a, um, this was this was after Ireland when it was in Ireland. The, the competition was on. It was just like the, the the second year in Ireland. I went and done the army boxing, and again, that was an escape. I was made up that I was alive and God willing yeah. to get out that country. I mean, I saved, I saved the lads from blowing themselves apart. That was that was the the last of uh, memory of Ireland. Um, this lads uh, found out his wife just dear John them. Um, basically, got a dear John. She's met another fella, and if he, 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 we just we just come off a thirty mile patrol where you're walking, where the choppers don't come in because there's something wrong with the. If it's too windy or whatever or whatever, there's other incidents everywhere. They couldn't fly. They down. couldn't fly in, so we're being infantry. You're getting told to walk. I remember this one fucking night we had to walk from, oh, it was like 30 miles, and you're fucked. You're drenched wet through, you've got all your kit on, which is about, I'd say, about 50 pounds. You've got your ammunition, which is heavy, you've got your water, you've got your living conditions, and you've got also uh, a device which stops the radio control. Don't want to go too much, obviously, but it's heavy. With yeah. batteries, you carry that. You carry that. You know, electronic measures. You got to. You, you know, you got to carry that. And we were fucked. My back's aching just thinking about that. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. you, you're walking and you're getting muds. You play to meet with the mud and the, and, and the, the shit. It gathers on your boots. So yeah. in the end, it's like a bit your bin lids. <laughs> you know, I've got. A, I've just been really sad. A hip replacements because the the, the the worn and tore of what you're going through. Uh, is grinding me down. Many soldiers I know are going for the same thing. But anyway, we walked through, and this lad got his deeds on, and he just went like that with the with his weapon, cocked it. And at the time, I was um, his, his commander, and I knew because he, he, his eyes were gone. He got the fucking lesson, and that patrol, he was just not himself. And me, as a, at the time, I was always time with the morale. Yeah. Come on, your skin's waterproof. What's up with you? Come on, let's pick up. We get back, we'll have a fucking egg banjo. And like, what the fuck has an egg banjo? <laughs> Piece of egg on a bit of toast. You bite into it and the fucking yolk will drop and you'll be like that. <laughs> <laughs> egg banjo! <laughs> an egg banjo. <laughs> so we used to have a buzz off there. That was our food, you know. We said, we'll get back and have an egg banjo. <laughs> and somebody said, oh yeah. But he wasn't responding with his happiness and then that. He just got his weapon, cocked it, and I just fucking went up and grabbed his weapon and fucking hooked him. I could have pushed him, but I think it was just in. No! Bang! It's a wake-up, innit? Yeah. He was out, and then we had to fucking... We had to put him in a sleeping bag and wait around, and fucking hell, it was crazy. We had to go to ground. Get to ground, because you're out in the fucking... You're out in the cuds. You're out in the country again. It's a hazard. The lads would go around, stand to, like a circle. We're all fucking... Looking again, and your ass is snipers. There's fucking bombs. There's everything going on. It's wet down. There's no chopper. How the fuck are you gonna get him back? You get the dragon back, carry him. And then luckily a fucking chopper did come in, but only a fucking small one, just to get him off. They couldn't. They couldn't get us all on a fucking on a links. Yeah. And we got back, and that you know. So that's that was the the, the, the severity of like some of the harshness. Could have been a danger to use as well, though. We could have just gone fucking mad. Well, unless you want to train, there's soldiers that have turned. Because if he's mad enough to go and do that with himself, he's fucking gone. His he's head's gone. gone. His head's gone. Through fatigue as well, hallucinations coming. Sleep deprivation was the worst one. You, you know, you, you go out and you, you say, right, sleep for four hours. 
but you have to sleep with all your kits on, all your boots on, and it's, I don't know if you've ever tried, it's, it's uncomfortable. And you had that armoured suit on with an armoured plate, but with sticking to your chin. Do you have a pillow, no? So this is, yeah, no, no, no we get, get a pillow, but the thing yeah. is, you just, yeah, you're begging. Now, which leads you on to the, 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 the maddest story ever, which I've never, I've told. We went on leave, we went on leave at Christmas, right? Christmas, great. Come back, and he's going back to that checkpoint of mind, the V2. The Victor 2, big crater. Um, they dug out Sangers, they're called Sangers. So they dug out the Royal Engineers, put sandbags in, and it's like a little location. So it was like a little cave, right? Come back New Year's Eve, and I was we got there. Straight back, straight out there. I was I was a commander, and he said, Do us a favour, you're on you're on sentry duty tonight. You had to do patrols, sentry, rest. And that was the, the routine. Yeah. 18 hours on, eight hours off. It was just like a fucking clock for fucking three months. It was a long, a long time. First night, New Year's Eve, and I was fucking happy. And uh, I looked at my sentry, two lads. All I seen was a flash. <laughs> what the fuck's going on? Goes down into the Sanger. The two lads have just come back from Liverpool rave scene, off their heads on Eckies and fucking acid. <laughs> acid. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> the thing was flashing that's a firefly what attracts the coppers uh, the oh. choppers they had a little fucking boogie box <laughs> can you yeah can you <laughs> I was like lads just fucking watch the fucking premises and where's mine you bastards fucking head John John show next to me one, two, Charlie, one, two, Charlie, one, two, one, two, Charlie. Obviously, he goes, obviously, <clears throat> couple on head. Uh, the brigadier, the head of Northern Ireland Forces, of, is coming tonight to visit our location. Make sure your men are fully repaired. Uh, the chopper will be next to me. Waka, 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 waka. The fucking yeah. chopper was coming, and he was coming down. I was thinking, in my head, I've got two lads off the barn into the fucking side. I'm charging them. How the fuck am I going to get through this? So I fucking ran back into the sanger. <laughs> fucking slapped fucking Lynch and fucking crony. Listen, the fucking brigadier's coming. The fucking brigadier, I'll fucking knock his fucking house. Oh, you, you fucking now get on your fucking weapon. Don't fucking move. I'll do the fucking speaking. Just keep looking alert, please. If you fuck up, I want to fucking... I'm gonna India. I'm gonna bleed. And so got the boogie box. And okay, pick a day. So I the bigger day. You be going. You be fucking blah blah blah. Whatever I said to them with the fist that fucking watered them. The fucking chopper, chopper comes on. Buckle, 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 buckle. This bigger day with this fucking like no one like this scarf. Yeah. <laughs> so I, straight away you got to take initiative and sergeant major. So the sergeant. Well, I heard on the, the North Sanger and the, and the South Sanger, sir. And he went, let's get to the North Sanger first. And I thought, they're in there. Couple of hundred, so I went, this way. So you got to show them the fucking route. Pitch black with a little fucking torch. <laughs> and me, I think, please, please. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is gonna... So it takes them down into the Sanger and they stood at the doorway. And lucky enough, the lads who were told, were like, da. <laughs> 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 And the brigadier went, uh, I went, this is uh, this King's, uh, King's, uh, King's, uh, King's, uh, King's Lynch, sir. King's Lynch, what's your arcs? As in, what you're pointing to, sorry. 
what, what you're pointing to. And he said, uh, <laughs> anything on the left side to the church, because it's like a church thing or like a tower. The tower, all the way to the road, say, <laughs> anyone in between gets it, say, like that. <laughs> Same against a fucking Kingsman fucking crone. He just went, looked at me. I said, James got a stutter. <laughs> looked at me off his fucking barnet. Eyes like Garfield, like that. <laughs> I'm thinking, fuck. <sighs> Sweating. Anyway, he went, let's go. Gets out. He went, you're the most lit soldier I've ever seen in my car. <laughs> well done. I was thinking, what the hell? He fucked off. <laughs> <laughs> Honest to God, that's some like light. How that's the fuck do we do it? How the hell do we do you know? <sighs> Relief like that. Oh. No, you just went out for paint and you're like, did you have to go in a group, obviously? Did, did you have trouble with the locals then? Yeah, he was always on guard. Port Rush, you'd go to. But, but this, again, Colleen, there was a bomb. That's, there was a fucking pub local in Derry. What was it called? It's something Buchanan and Holmes. They just fucking bombed. Now, this is where I learned the guitar. You know, I'd stay in. Yeah. For the, the two, like the show, eight, two years. It's up to you. You'd go out, we'd go out now and again and go and get pissed or the Colleen. But they had a dog's disco. They bring in the local girls on a fucking Friday night. Oh, to the dog's disco, they called it, yeah. They oh. have a navy, though. On the, on yeah, the navy. Did they yeah. have a disco then? You know, fucking Ray. The, another fucking night in the dog's disco. The Paris turned up. Oh, so you're putting fucking loads of lads. Not many girls. It was like a fucking, you know what I mean? Like a meat fucking market. And all these Paris turned up and they kicked off. But we were all in fancy dress. And that this lad, I always remember, Skeg, his name was Skeg, Jeff Buckley, had a fucking tutu on. And he was kicking fuck out of a barrel with fairy wings. And it was, it was bizarre. I was like, what the fuck? You know, you come out and it's just like a big fucking, uh, some daffy yeah. duck and a fairy kicking fuck. But it was just like a normal night. And the sergeant was just, go, go to bed. You know, they get us in the guard room and then they just give us a bucket or whatever. But it was just chaotic. You know, I, I met then, obviously, the... the the woman, the, the, my, my, the wife, uh, Tracy, Tracy, she used to work on a naffy and um, I met her and I was loved up. I was, I was lucky because there's not many girls there, you know yeah. what I mean? If, yeah. you, if you're in a pub and yeah. there's locals, yeah. is there a worry that the local women might like seduce someone and set, take them somewhere? And yeah, the honey trap. Honey yeah. trap. The honey trap, yeah, it does happen. I was, um, I went to London, I went to, I met her, like, I thought I getting honey trapped. With this fucking double dolly, big double D beds, and it was just. Oh, I'm exhausted to be watching this, but anyway, <laughs> uh, anyway, I went back and uh, I thought, what the, you know, and all of a sudden I'm on an estate, and just like that. Oh, fuck. What like the that. fuck? You're gone, you're gone. Yeah, and she's getting a fucking big drop off the, um, the pyre, you know, and I'd done it once, and I thought, I got back, and I thought, Oof. Because there's a film, isn't he? Have you seen the film? What's it called? Is it a film? Have you seen that film? Oh, it? no, yeah. Well, yeah. I can't remember the name of it. Yeah, someone will Google it. But, you know, there's a black soldier and it's sad. And they, they keep they, him. They, they kidnap only, him, yeah. They, they kidnap him. And it's so easy done. Another tactic, hey, this war. You know, Arnhem was at war. You do anything. Anything. That's what, that's 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 the cleverness of, of like, guerrilla warfare. You know, they had the advances. They could manipulate anything. Yeah. I watched an old school film the other day. It was a 
It was very good. It was about the IRA. And did actually... We'd left one of our soldiers there and he had to get get through the night. I don't know what it's called. It's a good movie. I've not seen that one. It's crazy. So, yeah, back on to the... You know, obviously the thing... I mean, I'm just... I was a different person. I'd come home and this is where I think... It started my anger issues. Yeah. It was a lot of anger and paranoid and twitching and looking at things different. I was jealous of civvies in society all having a good time. You know, holiday. You've just been in a fucking shithole and you, you know, you go home and most of the time people just like look You've down. been fighting for these people. Yeah, and, and they just like, give you fuck all, yeah. You know, you, you get taught to like a knobhead. You wait there a minute and you're thinking, hang on. And these lads will be going, oh, they've got this fucking BM and oh, I'm top graft, I've got like five keys coming in. Yeah. And you probably get to say, I can fucking take that. And from it, yeah, in your head, yeah. 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 Fucking light bulbs. You know, fucking Frenchie. That's what about Frenchie, yeah. Oh, yeah. Before we get to your Frenchie story and all these other stories, um, I've just got one final question before we go on our lunch break. Yeah. <laughs> he, yeah. He calls me the robot because there's no lunch breaks or anything. Yeah. Yesterday we did a four-hour one. Okay. There was no lunch break. I did near the end of it on the way home. Fat man's got a fucking beat. So we're hoping you'll join us for lunch and we can continue this. Go ahead, share. Yeah, I'm all but, but here's, All right, here's my yeah. final question then. You said that, um, you know, when, when you was getting hit, hit as a kid... You was able to take that, and some people just can't cross that threshold and take that. But what about crossing the threshold of zigzagging in the snow, shots going off, people getting blown up? How do you step up psychologically to go across that that threshold to accept that? Survival. It's, 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 you know what? You got adrenaline, haven't you? We call it fight or flight. And um, we were we were fit because what we you got to realise and uh, the soldier with all the tabbing and everything you were you were. Th- you were absolutely mega fit, um, physically and mentally, and um, you just had to get through it. You you were there to do a job, and it's just it's just a comradeship. The lads don't let your lads down. Don't let you come on, and you got to pull together to because you've got to you've got to see like anything could happen, and um, well, you, it's just instinct. And when you look back, this is what I mean. You get nightmares and the dreams. <sighs> you get on go fucking hell. You know what I mean? That that stuff. And I'm, I'm, you think, wow, it's it's tremendous how uh, your body reacts to things. And luckily, I did, you know. I, I, but it's, you know, it's one of the fear. It's the fear that drives you. The buzz when people, whoo, that was shit. You know, you, oh, that was close, and you get like a laugh from it, like these, like these adrenaline junkies. Who jump At the off. time, it's probably not funny, but uh, what did you get talking about? Oh, it? it's just, it was just go, go, go. There was always someone like who pushed you like that, like a, stand by, go, go, come on, let's go. And you're fucking out the fucking wagon and you're going zigzag, zigzag, zigzag down. So, you know. so on the night something does happen then. Yeah, you train I, I, I imagine you're rethinking your occupation, Yeah. but something pushes you through that to keep going. Yeah, well, I, I as I said, I got, I was into a relationship and me, um, my wife became pregnant um, to our Rio. You basically get some really good stuff. So you, you you got your you know you got your straight away. I was twenty two. Yeah. I was like I was going to become a father. Twenty two. And it's like I was uh, promoted to a lance corporal and I had people around me. You know, 
fucked up once, so I refused to sold, but that's another story. Um, and I just went, fuck it, I've had enough, fuck it. It's because some officer wasn't doing it. You know, he was like, when I when I say go, I want you to go and do this and do that. And he wasn't doing it. So he didn't feel the pain and, and the, the tiredness. So in the end, I went, fuck off, you fucking do it then. You know, when I did, I snapped. And then he got me off and fucking luckily got talking, talked down. And luckily I had a, a good thing. But, back, but yeah, this time, cracking points. I don't, I couldn't tell you, but there is adrenaline and... Um, I think anyone in that situation who were trained and you just listen to your drills. Also, with all that drills, it's like a robot. Zigzag, zigzag down, crack and thump. Contact! Where? When? What time? Where is this? Position! Bang. Straight away, you're putting like clock circles. 12 o'clock from the tree, sir! Fire! And then it's just constant fucking drills. Do you know what I mean? It's just like a. I don't know if you've seen that. Like a, it's like a, uh, like a Transformers and you're like the targets or that. No predator. Yeah. Like 12 o'clock. It's just instincts and it's just the drills that's why the British Army was so good because they're drilling all the time practice load city cat change lever magazine on magazine on it's close safe for catch down unload city cat change lever or cut the weapon and it's just all like natural drills so it's experienced drills yeah and just your training 24815181 corporals you follow the first time the king's regiment sir that's if you got caught yeah like an enemy that's what you could say you know your number you rank your name, and that you get loads of phonies now. So being in the army, and she say, "What's your number?" If they say, "Oh, I forgot," they say, "Fuck off." FD thirty four fifteen. That's Walton. <laughs> hey, <laughs> sir, stop by your beds. <laughs> Tremendous, yeah. Um, anything else, Sean? I mean, it's just, it's just instinct. It's just basically adrenaline instinct. Honestly, your purple hockey stories are fascinating, but the war story is absolutely fucking mind blowing as well. So I'm looking forward to resuming this after our lunch. Yes. <laughs> We're back from the much-requested lunch. And over lunch you said there was still a bit about Northern Ireland coming home, you wanted to say, before we get to the other stuff. Yeah, well, as I said, I mean, a lot of lads that I know were totally affected by him um, and still are affected by him, um, you know. Quite clearly, they're, they're suffering from the PTSD. And also the paranoia of going out. I know there's a couple of lads um, who don't go up the house, the houses and stuff like that. So if you are there, fellas, and you're watching this, there is help by the British Legion, um, and there's a lot more to be offered now. And don't be don't be afraid or don't be uh, shy to to confess that you have such um, mental problems, um, which you can be addressed. Yeah, I mean, from Ireland as well. Um, Again, hopefully it'll never happen again, you know, because they've, they've reached a peace agreement now and I think it's it's really a good time where people can flourish. Obviously, with this COVID now and stuff like that, you know, there's more there's more natural atrocities which is affecting us all. We, yeah. we could all get together. It may be a good point in thinking, you know what, we're facing all this COVID-19 and many loved ones are getting lost. It's a good time to get together and heal, you know, forget about it. Stop killing one another. Yeah. And did you get back to the boxing? Did that help you adjust to society? Yeah. Straight away with the, uh, the the army, when I was leaving Northern Ireland, I went to boxing the army individuals where everybody in different regiments and units would turn up at Aldershot, where the army boxing team is based, and then go through like a box office. So uh, in that space, in that week, I think I fought three times. Um, in the, in, in the light middle class, and uh, I became the army champion. 
Shout out to people in Aldershot. I do talk to some of the schools there and I know they know how to fight in Aldershot. Aldershot is the parapet airborne. At that time, you had all the parachute regiments based there and all the attachments of like the engineers were airborne. Do all have to do P Company. I don't know if you've seen on, but it's one of the hardest um, training um, train regime for any any soldier <laughs> or any any person, like the Marines commando. Yeah. And you've got to give them total respect because it's it, they put through the paces and they break you and then make you. And every person does get broke with with the log runs and, you know, stuff like that. But fortunately for me, um, I will say, at the time I met a, a, a staff sergeant uh, before I went to, so became our PTI. And I, um, <clears throat> he was he actually was in charge of P Company's fitness and it's Andy Edwards. The only man who broke his back parachuting in, out in Italy, out in Italy, <laughs> Broke his back and walked eight kilometres. Wow. With, with all the 40 pound, dropped to his knees, said he had a bit of it. I've got a bit of it from Chesterfield. Um, what a hard fucking man, fitness wise as well. He's just like an engine. And uh, they found out he, 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 he broke his one of the C, I don't know what was C9, well, the, one of the bears in his neck. If he would have moved it slightly to the right, he would have killed himself by just cutting his. Um, and he was for six months in straps. He said actually lifted with all like pins and so he was like in a position where he couldn't uh, move it, not in the bed. But he became like, he come out, got fit again and he just got me through fitness wise, uh, which helped along to, to, to you know, to, to win the army sort of thing with me fitness and then adjust to all the shot life. Kept my head down, didn't stare at anyone. And with boxing, I wasn't on the drink, you know. I didn't, I couldn't really go out and drink because I was making weight. At the time, I was making 11 half stone, like middle. Um, as you can see now, I think I'm about 18, 19. Fluctuates, I think. Um, so it was great. I mean, I, I was married um, and I, I had my daughter, our Rio, my little baby. So I'd be training and coming home watching watching my daughter grow grow up. And it was one of the proudest moments in my life. Well, it, it is. Uh, I've only got one, um, one girl, and she's just fantastic and really proud of her. She works now for the Food Standards Agency. She's really done well. Good. And she's put up with me because obviously um, with the army falling out and stuff like that, I... I I went off the uh, I went off the what's it called? I went off the went off the went off the play of the track. Um, ended up in serious trouble with a lot of things, and um, all to do me undone. So, Rio, I apologise now, but I'm back on track, and I love you. I'm so proud of you, honey. Thank you. Nice. Um, yeah, all the shots, brilliant. Boxing every day. Trained by England coach McGannon, a fantastic trainer. He didn't like me anyway, but that was his that was his way. He, he never let you get it close to him because he was the boss yeah but his training methods was olympian where he was training boxers for the olympics and stuff all footwork and it was so technical in the king's regiment boxing it was just blood and guts and pressure with clive bug was just get stuck in batting down closing down pressure wins no matter what so mixed that with a bit of skill i became a better boxer um back leg mick back leg ollie get your back leg in um, and then we just fought around the country. Um, we'd go round like to, to Northwest, fight in the Northwest, fight the Northwest, um, fight fight the London ABA. And uh, I met that's when I boxed Wayne Alexander and uh, became a British champion. Ah, oh, there's nails, fucking hell. 
uh, it was a great fight. Um, and he went on to be a British champion and I think a world. And then Glenn, Glenn Catley, WBC, he became WBC. And it was just, in, I, I got beat by majorities. They never sort of put me, knocked me down um, as such. And I'm in friends today, they keep in touch. And they always say I, I had a great, great fight. And also with Jason Matthews, which is on my YouTube. Because most of me, most of the videos that was um, I made when they were boxing, it went to pieces. Obviously through what I, uh, what I went through from leaving the army, and um, a lot I lost a lot of um, memorabilia, uh, which is heartbreaking. Really, all my medals and stuff. Yeah. But it's all there, uh, magical memories. You can't cry over spilt milk. That was down to getting bin bagged. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. People are wondering what bin bagged means. Oh Christ! There's a song about that. You know. <laughs> this is called bin bags on Sunday. So you start going out with the lads, and then you try and get in, and your your bird just locks the door, and then throws your, your clothes everywhere. The English will know. The Americans probably will. This little preview. Yeah. It's Friday night And I've just been paid I should be going home Cuddled up with my baby But I just stop In my local pub Gonna quench my thirst, you know Join the brotherhood of Drinking, dancing, laughing, and the joking, that's the way it goes. Drinking, dancing, laughing, and the joking, till my phone rings. It's my baby, and she wants me to come home. <laughs> but I've got that taste, and nobody's gonna take me away from this good time place. <laughs> you know what's coming? <laughs> Bin bags on Sunday, clothes on the lawn. Bin bags on Sunday, she won't open the door. Bin bags on Sunday, I'm gonna be really so down. Bin bags on Sunday, I'm walking around like a homeless clown. But I've got that taste And nobody's gonna take me away from this good time play <laughs> Saturday morning And I'm on my friend's couch I try to ring my baby But she's gonna run right out So I just stop in my local pub Gonna quench my thirst, you know Join the brotherhood Everybody Drinking, dancing, laughing and joking That's the way it goes Drinking, dancing, laughing and joking Until my phone rings And it's my baby And she wants me to come home No way Frankenstein but I've got that taste And nobody's gonna take me away from this good time place Last time <laughs> Put this in your heads Bin bags on Sunday Clothes on the lawn 
flags on Sunday She won't open the door Bin bags on Sunday I get arrested for breaching the peace Bin bags on Sunday I've ended up in a custody suite <laughs> there you go. Thank you very much. Which leads us nicely into you forming a band that played on Nipple Beach with 2,000 people watching. Indeed, yeah, that was in Cyprus. And um, um, so I've got into, into the boxing, became that, and then we went on to Cyprus. And um, one of the highlights, we had a band because we had a bit of time in Cyprus. I think because we went to Ireland and uh, stuff like that. And it was amazing because um, we just got a band together. Paul Hughes... John Big Balls Edwards, woo, and Tommy Claffy from Manchester. He was like a bass, but he, he thought he, he was in with the Oasis actually. He knew was the Gallagher's, yeah. Dead down to where fella, and um, we just plugged in one time, and at the time it was all Oasis and stuff. But we had our own songs, and yeah, once it was a bit more like rocky, like what was just done, and um, we just decided let's just just go out and plug ourselves, and we got to N Nizzy Beach, Nipple Beach, full of Swedish girls with all the. It was just like juggernauts everywhere, Christ, uh, you know, and beautiful. Plugged in, we asked the bar fellas, have you got a PowerPoint? Yes, yes, yes. We, so we play for free. Yeah, you play free? Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, no problem. Dead cool. Fucking lead out, extension. Straight in, electric, extensions out. One, two, three, four. And we just hit it off. And do you know what? It's amazing to see how many people turned around because they didn't expect it. And we were in the middle of the beach and it was just surrounded with like wow. party people, you know, and everyone was just like going for it. And I was the lead singing and I was just going. And at the time I had loads of hair and I was pretty fit with the boxing and I was handsome Harry, you know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> pretty boy. Yeah, no, but do you know what? It, it, it was just, and from that then we got extensions uh, to, to play everywhere. We were like in demand and... I remember it was obviously shining Swedish girls' tits. Yeah. It was just like, what? You're shining, you're good. Shining the thing, and they were all made up with it, thinking they're not going to wash it off. I was thinking, fucking hell, you know, Christ, this is the life of a rock and roll star. You know? <laughs> it was. For that, that brief period in time, we got out, it was great. Also, I got a job working as a, um, with a fellow called Bambos in the karaoke, uh, in the middle of Iron Apple Square which then became, obviously, we couldn't really do it much because of the crime. What the Green Jackets done, I don't know if you know, but the two uh, Green Jackets um, killed a Swedish woman. What's a Green Jacket? It's another another infantry regiment. We were the King's Regiments, and they had the Royal Green Jackets, and they were there before we came, which, what would they done? They murdered and raped this poor freaking Swedish girl oh, no. and buried her. So the British Army stayed away, got the... Bad. And we went into it. So we were supposed to go there and get like a little bit of R&R, &R, you know, relax, fellas, you know. But we didn't because we, we couldn't go into Iron Apple. So when yeah. we get there, it was all restricted and, oh, not again. You know, and again, just it's the minority killed the thing. Mm -hmm. Luckily, our Sergeant Major, and Steve Percy, RSM, Regimental Sergeant Major, looking at the words, to give these fellas a break. And we got back in there and then I, I became... At night time, the karaoke compared and, and but what he did say to me because at the time I had a good reputation, Ollie because we nicknamed as Ollie then Ollie make sure you sort out the soldiers who are drunk and pissed, get them home safely. Anyone in Ironapper Square starts trouble. I've told all the fucking uh, head, all the head honchos who own the bars to come and see you. And I was like a liaison officer. If you get what I mean, 
such and such. But I had, luckily, I had lads every night who would come up and enjoy the show. And I had lads, again, it's called, you know, shit goes down and I was in between. So I could yeah. say to the likes of John Tedford and all these lads, Mick Pensiff and all the young and up-and-coming boxing crew, go and get such and such. And they're brilliant. We just wanted peace, so everybody, like the families, could come and enjoy themselves. Just have a good, good time. Yeah, and it was going well, all bloody well, until uh, one Kingsman, Waller, <laughs> uh, fucking ruined it. Because being a scouse in, in Liverpool, you know, they're renowned to have sticky fingers. And this fella was like a friggin' uh, chameleon, <laughs> Spider Man, you know. But he, he went out and he, he, he robbed. He, he, he robbed Cyprus, all the shops, jewellers, uh, anything. Because what Cypriots didn't realise, they didn't have any thieves then. They only had sort of shutters or, or just a door where they could put a chisel in and in they go. He had a Scooby Dooby van, like one of them little, like four. Have you seen like a little? And he was just goes every night. And he, he, he robbed them blind, but then come back and obviously selling kit. But anyway, I was lucky that I didn't get anything off directly off him because I'm not at the time. I thought I've just you know I've got a good career, got yeah. going, brilliant. And one night, one of the kingos said, "Do us a favour, um, while she's being nicked." I said, "What do you mean?" He said, "While she's being nicked." I said, well, "Why?" He said, "Well, everyone was wearing night kits because you just robbed the night kit store, and they had an open day to like to invite the ship republic come and see what we do." Yeah, yeah, we have this. And everyone's wearing my kit. And this CID, uh, Shipper Police fella, Panky, I don't remember his name, Panky Lotidis, or Pickle Up a little else. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Something crazy like that. And then he must have asked a, a, a young Kingsman, Will you get this kid? Like, like, oh, hey, Wallace, Wallace giving it away. It's, you know, it's half, half bat, meaning half price. Who's Wallace? Next week, they're on to him. And, uh, he, 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 I didn't know all this. This is what the conversation was. He smuggled them out, and, and next minute he's on. Like, what am I gonna do? How am I gonna get to where? The only way off Cyprus, how do you get a boat? Yeah, I had a boat. At, the, the nearest place is Israel, and you don't go to Israel and uh, what was it Beirut? <laughs> You're going the wrong way, are you? Yeah, or Turkey. Now, obviously, Cyprus isn't divided. They're at war, really. They had the Turkish northern side. And the the Greek Cypriots, and they've been at war for years, and they still are. Like they just they hate each other. It's mad, that, isn't it? Yeah. They just hate each other, and you know it's, it's the same sort of conflict. But there was like a, a no man's land aboard them, which was guarded by all Turkish soldiers. Likewise with Greeks, and they had NATO, the fellows, the blue caps, which we helped with. Help. That's why our papers was there to help NATO sustain peaceful things. And anyway, so. At the time, I had an apartment in uh, Ionapa because the Greeks loved me doing the karaoke, and um, they gave me like a just so I, I didn't get too uh, too tired. I'd, I'd finish like five o'clock in the morning. You know what Cyprus is like? You get, your head down. get your head down for two hours. Get up and drive. I don't know what done it. Then took the fucking lads or the company on PT. Just, I just, just, just go to water, let's go to the sea and just swim in the sea just to get a wash. Yeah. <laughs> wash me sweaty balls. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, so while she, I put him in the, in the apartment and then spoke to these Greek fellas saying, listen, he needs, where's the best place? 
told him a fucking cock and bull story about he needs to get off the regiment uh, too much fight I don't know anyway we actually uh, we turned up one o'clock in the morning in a, like a tranny van put the fucking hood over him went in the back but when he gets in the back the door open and two, two fucking muscly fucking Greeks proper like AK-47s and I looked at Walsh and I thought what the fuck have you done uh, I realised then, thinking, well, she's been robbing the Greeks. Now, it doesn't take the fucking the thinking. Once an Englishman has robbed us of blind, you know, and in and in, in, in Cyprus and Greeks, the thieves are just the top of the fucking like they're on the par with like say a pedo. You know, you do not do that. Not not to you, like people who are trying to make a business. So I was going along and I thought to myself, here we go, we're going to get fucking, we're going to get shot here. Yeah. I'm going in the ditch tonight. And I did, prayed. I was like, and I stunk. I don't know if you know, if you have a sweat of like fear, it comes out your pores. And they, you know, <laughs> you know, like you, you get that saying, it's fucking hell, he's sweating like a rapist, him, lad, you know, he's going to, and it's the stinking of it. And while she was sweating beads, but the door gets opened, pitch black, out! I was like, fucking hell, the guns and so he went, just waiting to have to get there. But he said, no, 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 valley, 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 down the valley, through the valley. Wow. And I said to Walshy, goodbye, go on, mate. He looked at me, he's like, ah, <laughs> little sort of laughing. And he, 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 he got off and he went, got back on the thing. And I thought, oh, three days later, come back from my napper and there they were, just surrounding my house, all police. First time really in trouble with the, with everything I've done, you know, as like, okay now, straight away, muffed, handcuffed, straight away, and there was that uh, officer packing Papalopoulos, Papalopoulos, that was it. And he was just mean. He was just looked at me, and he was just, he was after. Ah, so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's just on his it was on his watch, wasn't it? Uh, you know, he was in charge, and some, so he was angry. You could tell him. Took me back. Handcuffed me really tight, circulation lost. Thought, I'm not going to scream here, but I was, I don't know, it's just ripping the ass out of it. Gets out, gets manhandled, fucking booted, kicked, and threw in, I fucking stripped, stripped off, and threw in to this fucking hole. A fucking size of uh, maybe where we are now. Just It was just, it was like that from that table. A little hole and stunk. Obviously, that's where you shit and piss. The walls covered in shit piss and little black dots, which I didn't realise. There were fucking mozzies, mosquitoes. Oh, God. There was a bar, like an old Mexican window, like there was just bars, and I heard them giggling outside. And what they were doing, they were putting a solution like sugar onto the, the, onto the bars, and what does sugar do in sweet smell? That night, I got fucking, that was it. I was just... Proper peppered with them, you know. So it's good, but then after nine hours of, of like, you start going mad. Yeah. No water, no nothing. Door gets opened. Okay, yo, sign it. You know, Walla. No, Walla, you sign. You, 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 you got goods because he found that I had speakers. 
from some other lad who said, I've got some speakers there, being in the band, obviously I thought, yeah, I'll get this PA. Didn't know it was from Walsh's. So all of a sudden I'm jacked in there. Oh, you know Walsh, you, you were part of it. You're looking at 20 years, you don't... I was like, oh, fucking 20 years for a fucking set of speakers. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But uh, I was just like, step storm, and it was just pure. And also, because they got me, they wouldn't uh, talk to the fucking... The, the, the British Army, which I found out later on, they were trying to get in touch with me, like, no, no, he's in custody, he needs he needs time to call in. He's in question, he cannot be contacted. You know, that sort of... Fuck you, the ship of police get you. It's like banged up abroad. Second day, third day, fourth day, battered, tortured, fucking ass thing, crying. Little bit of water, bit of rice, bit of shitty rice, shit piss. Oh, fuck. Crying, fucking, it's just crazy. And I thought, if I sign that, which it means I'm going to get it anyway. So the only hope I've got is just. Beam remain say, well, I didn't, you know, I didn't fucking rob the shops or, you know, I was angry, thinking I've just helped that bastard get away. Lo and behold, he met some fucking London Turks and he's having the, he's having the, the time of his life. Yeah. With, the, with the fellow who robbed 500 million pound, I can't remember, it was like a big, like an international big thing. And because they couldn't extradite in northern Turkey, he met up with them. <laughs> he's on everything, he's on the champagne. I'm getting pissed. you. Yeah, but you know what? Look, the week they found out, uh, I remember um, an officer came and he he got shot, bless him. He got, he got killed in uh, Iraq, uh, Mr. Titchener. Oh, Christ. And he, he came in and seen the state of me and he stayed away, called for fucking the British consulate to say, you know, you can't treat prisoners. I didn't crack, you know, I didn't sign anything. And I went to ship the course the following, the following thing, went home to my wife and my kid. Just, you know, a week away, even a week in that, you know, it's, well, and, you know, the likes of, like, Billy Moore and the lads I know, fucking it's so, you've got to do it because you're there, but, oh, my God, it's torturous, you know, and that's that, that's the hardest thing I've done in my life, you know, in, in that way with getting bitten, getting battered and then getting cloaked and then dragged to another sort of area you didn't know. Um, so it was just laying into you? Yeah, digging in the ribs and stuff like that punching me, they had a cape over me, putting water over my head, so I was like drowning, like the Chinese, you know, the thing, you know, yeah, you can't breathe, water torch, yep, get me off, sign, just sign, 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 you be out, you, 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 sign, you know, you know, and I just remember this fucking, you know, he only needed a white for a snooker set in his teeth, uh. <laughs> he bastard, and he, and he was just horrible, he just freed him around me, but what could you do, and um, I went to court, and again, they, they, they said, look, I had no recollection because the lad who had bought the speakers off got out. Luckily for me, he left the island so he couldn't interview him. But on his kit, he had speakers. Well done, Jono. He used to say, my head swatted, my teeth were falling out. <laughs> what, what was more yeah. intense, getting tortured on Cyprus or getting shot at and people getting bombed in Ireland? Oh, again, you can't compare, but it, 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 for me, it was... When you got shot at, or you, you got fucking, it happened so fast, and then you, you the cool down period. But it, this, uh, this being contained in a, in a separate fucking, they it was because it was just it was no way of getting out of it. I don't know when you're gonna get out either. You ain't gonna get. I was facing it. My skin was ripped off. I was I was itching. You can ask. You know, it was horrific because 
I just my head was going because I was hallucinating because every time I was every time I fell asleep, they'd go bang, bang, they come in, get me. You know, I told all this, but it's, it's what, the eleven commandments. Don't get caught. <laughs> Fucking hell. You know what I mean? And it comes back to that. You know, you're thinking, this is what the, the thing's about. And um, again, but look, that was an episode. I, when I finished that, I was like, fuck, fucking hell. Honest to God, it was a story and half. And uh, I'm still friends with Wallace today. He's actually freaking done something good. Spray UPVC. <laughs> That's what he does. Didn't in- yeah. Interpol catch up with him eventually? Yeah. Well, the thing is, it all went freaking crazy for him because what happened was he tried to board the ferry to Turkey, mainland, and he had his passport, but he didn't have a visa. So straight away, boom, no visa. They watched him. Didn't get him there and then, but they watched him, who he went with. And as I said, he was playing with major plays by Interpol, but they couldn't, these uh, Cockney Turks... Who were dead hospital? You know, imagine landing and you don't know where you're going, and ended up with a, a you know, London takes and you, I give him his due. He, you know, he, he blended in with them, and you know, he's still probably friends with them today. But I don't know. He's just, he, he just, he, when he got caught, he got, he got taken to uh, the Midnight Express jail. They actually one way it's on, it's actually on a film uh, at the jail, which is again where they all walk around the wheel. Billy Hayes. Yeah. I've interviewed him. Yeah? Yeah. Have you? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Oh. He's such a... Um, he's, all, he's still smiling to this day. He does yoga and meditation. He's got such a good energy. Simply. Oh, they <laughs> walking around in that circle in the madhouse. Oh, no. Oh. Uh, no, forget that. And, and then he's got the bad wheel. He just goes off his head. Well, yeah. that's the same. You would. It's just insanity. And the way he escapes... You know, that's heroic from what he went through. And he, he killed the guard, didn't he? Or that, that one with the stick. He, didn't, he didn't actually kill him. Oh, he didn't just he? Oh, in. Yeah. I was made up because he was a bastard, the one, you know, the one who was battering with the, you know, used to turn you upside down. And it's, yeah. But Walsh's story was similar because he met, luckily, being a foreigner, you know, they suddenly realised they, they can take advantage of you. But this, uh, a Yank American cop, apparently, um, he told me, was over there, and he obviously was something with the cannabis, an ex-American, but he was a huge, big black fella who straight away took to Walsh because he could speak English. You know, you come with me and blah, blah. And He said he, he from that then, he had his little gang, as you do, before, yeah. and they just keep away from you. You know, some people are lucky, and but there's some people who, who go, like, say, like the Billy Moore, and they go to a prison, and they, they've got nobody to talk to or translate and there's no food and nothing, so... People wondering about Billy Moore, we've got the uh, Thai prison story in the True Crime podcast for Billy Moore. Yeah, Pray Before really Dawn, a film. Amazing film as well, yeah. yeah. Lucky to know Billy. I was in the arm with his brother, and I got to know Tony, and I got introduced, and it's great. But the same sort of thing, scenario, and I was lucky to get out of Cyprus. Um, but before that, I didn't talk about London. You know, London was amazing, so... Um, when we went to London, and... Um, with the boxing and such and such, he was doing public duties, and uh, one of me, one of my major things was actually Garden Windsor Castle, and it was like six o'clock in the morning, and I'm stood at the sentry box back of Windsor Castle, summer morning, beautiful, and out comes the Queen, I'd say about twenty meters, just walks along with the dogs, the corgis, and she was just 
watching the dogs have a shit and piss and sniff around. And I'm thinking to myself, fucking hell, here's the Queen. Here's me and there's the Queen. No one else in the, the garden of Windsor, you know. And I was like, she looked over, done all the royal pursuits, thinking, and she just nodded, thinking, fucking hell, she nodded, you know, like sort of acknowledged, but I could tell. And the dogs are all having the thing. Did she pick the poo up? Oh, uh. oh well, she's royalty, you know. <laughs> No, but to be honest with you, the, the corgis went on this like patch. They must have been trained. Must have their own little, little patch. And um, for me, that was amazing to think, that's how close, you know, I am with with royalty. Um, I know your some of your podcasts with uh, Sonia, Prince oh, Andrew, Prince oh, Andrew, Prince yeah, Andrew. Yeah. But you know what? I respect the crown because they give me a, a, a big wage in my life, and uh, you know I respect the queen, so I don't you know, have Sean's opinion whatsoever. Yeah, that's 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 our heritage and stuff like that, and the people under them abolished. It's 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 great shame what he's done, but you know what? I just feel for everybody who who works for the for the for the the freedom of this country, and that's what that's what they stand for. And to be honest, was it the queen's fault that she was born the queen? No, nope. no, she's just born into it. How lucky was that? You know. Imagine being the next source of spam and she ends up like in the Birkenhead North. You know, it, I ever ever wondered that. You know, it was feisty, Donna, wasn't it? Because of the ab, ab, uh, abdication. Yeah, the ab, yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, I watched the uh, the crowd. Shit, it's it's some of its good. My mum's in that. Go away. What does she do? <laughs> she just does little bit parts in the back. <laughs> yeah. I get. I mean, it blows up Prince Philip because he's just he's he's said the wrong things the wrong time, isn't he? Oh my God. Yeah. He's the most impolitical crap oh, person Christ, you've yeah, ever made. Do you know what? It was great pleasure. I, I, I served with all the people and all the soldiers and uh, you know the people who worked. It was that it was that comradeship and 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 what we believed in to keep Britain free. As as you said, World War Two. As you said, they signed a treaty saying that we will never ever leave our boundaries. Was soldiers, that yeah, invade because when soldiers go over your national boundary, you're invading another country. So we'll just keep our soldiers defending our boundary. But they always find an excuse. Yeah. It's like you said earlier, the other parallel is... Iraq, Falklands. You said about, um, you know, you were just a scouser, didn't have anything against the Irish. Yeah. World War Two, they stopped, didn't they, and played the soccer game? Both sides, the Germans and the English. What an amazing story that yeah. is, yeah. Was it New Year's Day or no, Christmas Day, wasn't Christmas, it? Was Christmas. Christmas Day, yeah. And that's just our respect of, like, human beings. Look where we are. I mean... I, Everyone who goes to war must think, like Muhammad Ali was brave enough. Yeah. You know, hey, I've got no these Viet Cong. They never call me the N word. Yeah, the N words. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? How powerful was Muhammad, uh, Muhammad Ali to say such a thing? And you know. Yeah. Well, was he a country object? Didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He, he went to. Did he? Did he? Did he go to jail? I think. Did he, did he go to prison or did he? I don't know. No, they stripped him of his boxing. That's it. He stripped yeah. him of his boxing. World champion. And he's like, he's got no, he's got no uh, grudges against these Viet Cong and stuff. And how many people must think, what am I doing? And they're leaving the loved ones. I think life in general is is to see, is to be happy, the pursuit of happiness, and to be happy. And if you got a family and you got, you're thinking, this is not natural. You know, all you need in life is food, shelter, and water, and you know, and obviously the emotions of love. Yeah. And that's freely, you know, you got water which is free, shelter, the woods, you know, you got everything which is, you know. Food, if you manufacture a thing, it's free. So what is it that what's makes this world so crazy? What is it? The power, the sides. Money, isn't it? Yeah. People just form different tribes 
and brutalise each other. Doesn't matter religion, Sports, race, yeah. politics, yeah. East Side, West Side, Crips. There's always it's, all, it's everywhere. It's, it's everywhere. Yeah, human nature. Human nature. Yeah, and it's it's all concern. You know, it's it's. I was thinking of the Dalai Lama because I got into Buddhism, you know, and, and seeing some of the. If you if you don't if you you know if you, just live peacefully and not to harm anyone, you know that's you know, if you if you if you can't get on with them, just don't harm them, you know. If everyone had like a philosophy where they they're out just thinking, oh, just want a peaceful world, let's just build a utopia, you know. Have you ever heard of like a same way? The power can be generated uh, naturally, can't it? You know, like the windmills and stuff like that. Yeah. Natural, like Tesla, what you were saying before. <laughs> this fella invented the electric car 100 odd years ago, but they banished it. So all this fuel and pollution now from oil could have been prevented by Nikola Tesla. I mean, it's, 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 that's a fact that he actually designed, you know, and he also designed where he could transmit electricity. Hen but, Henry Ford had a car made out of hemp. That ran on biofuels. Wow. And one of the reasons they introduced the weed laws was to wipe him out, keep everything based on oil and petrochemical economy for the big uh, barons back then. Yeah. That's why the world's so screwed up right now. Henry Ford said everything's replaceable if you make it from hemp. Why are we going to go up with the oil? Because it's going to run out and there's going to be the scarcity and all this other stuff. Hemp, you just grow it anywhere and just it replaces itself. Yeah. It's, it's, you make clothes from it, you make shoes from it. Well, do you know what? Surfboards, everything. So we're, we're for it anyway to, to recycle, you know, to use something. Could be bring, sure as you got all the inventions, could be brought back, you know, because it's got to, because the way it's going with all this oil and the pollution, and you can tell now with the climate, because I know when I was a kid, you know, some of the summers, like like August, was like a washout, wasn't it, this year? Just weather, like anything, and this is like a... But it's definitely changed. You feel a change uh, when you were kids to, to what you are now with like seasons. Do you think that's just, the world's got crazier? I think we're having time in winters. People yeah. used to have fights and like yeah. not pull out knives and guns and kill each other. Yeah. Everything's just getting more insane. I remember years ago growing up as a kid when it snowed. It really did snow. Your dad had to get out and get the shovel out to get the coating in it. You know what I mean? Yeah, but that, yeah, but, but it's you know fixed snow. You know we didn't really have any fixed snow, but that's also affects say like the bugs. Say like now you got like more mosquitoes and more insects that bite you or wash because the winter usually knocks them out. If you get what I mean. Talking yeah. about insects, camel spiders in Jordan. Christ, right? We went to uh, the Middle East, Jordan, next to the. Um, it's obviously in the peninsula alongside Israel and Palestine, Jordan. Uh, we were sent out to do desert warfare training um, with the kings on our way to Akrabah. <laughs> that was a JC song, by the way. And um, we get over to Jordan and the heat straight away, dry heat. You got all, we had the, the desert combats on and we were working alongside the Jordanian army and um, it was just a different concept of, because we had obviously all the technical weapons, they had yeah. the bare minimum, but it was exhausting, the heat. But every night we'd have to make a tent or baby up, your babies, we had some tents. And always remember that story, make sure you put your ground sheets on, lads. It's like a little poncho, like a, so you sleep on. But sometimes it gets hot and sweaty and it'll just crease anyway. 
Lo and behold, camel spiders, hence, can't, what, why? Because they eat camels. They go through it and the, the, they are a massive freaking spider. will come through and bite you, but on the fangs, they've got like an anticoagulant, which, like an antiseptic. So when they bite into you, they inject it, like a mosquito, yeah. and you can't feel it. So if you're asleep, which they come out at night, which you are, they just bite into you. And one of the kings, and, it was fretful, or hang on. He woke up and it was there, the bone, right down to his femur. You could see his femur. Ah! Waking up to that. Jeez. And that was it then. We were all like, that every night. So we had digging with the thing. But as I said, the camel spiders, they just moved frequently. How big are they? Palm. Palm size, like Palm. tarantula size. Yeah, tran yeah tarantula. They are a tarantula, like a tarantula. Just horrible, like... Do they move fast or slow? They're slow, but what they do, they've got sensors, like, you know, like, like a predator, they can feel body temperatures. Oh, so when yeah, the camel used to go home at night and lie down at night, in the sand, they'll feel the heat, like the heat, like the thermal, like a thermostat. I mean, Christ, I mean, a lot of people don't realise with insects, I mean, soldiers are like nightmare. Camel spider, but in Scotland, even we do an exercise in Scotland, they go, oh, it's great, midges. These little bastards. Oh, yeah, when you, do, when you walk up the mountains, those midges get oh, in Scotland. They all took the piss, the freaking, it was on training just to go recap. But they were all laughing at the, the, the corporals, put us out in Scotland, give us these tents, we're like that with no fly nets. We're like that with a little camp, going for a little camping jolly, yeah? Bit of exercise, just a little camp, a little treat, yeah? And they were laughing upstairs, all fucking, with all the fly nets on. I was like, well, something's going to go on here. Ah, five, six o'clock. No, the freaking <laughs> fucking uh, uh, dusk, black. This is over in um, up in Asia. The black, the freaking uh, just fucking dots a dot, but you could feel them. Have you ever been bit by a midge? Yeah, I had um, I had to put a face in that helmet when we walked Ben Nevis. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we had soldiers screaming. In the end, we putting petrol on though for the fires. <laughs> yeah. So we're making this is the maddest thing. We had a bit of petrol where you could do your cooking, your tea. And they're like, fucking, rub that on your face. Like, can't. fucking midge, man. They don't, they don't like uh, petrol. Piss is supposed to be good for you, too. Well, piss for midges and also piss for the jellyfish bait you. Yeah, piss, yeah. Well, it's an, is it an alkaline or is it an acid, yeah? It's like stinging. So you couldn't, there wasn't any way to keep these camel spiders out then? Well, yeah, you had the ground sheets and you just had to be freaking lucky, you know. That's it. Um, we had foam. And you had to stay on the frigging foam. Yeah. But again, we had the foam, sleeping bag. Obviously, we were sleeping with combats on, and and you, and you, your sleeping bag's right up, peeled up. So I don't think you could get into your sleeping bag. But if you, sometimes soldiers just let it loose. You had to have it zipped up, and it sounds in the middle of a desert. And sometimes it's hot. Like, oh fuck it! And then in the middle of the night, you start relaxing, and you're thinking and whatever. Next thing, the, the, the ground map moves. And there we go, it's like, <laughs> like a beacon then. <laughs> but there you go, camel spiders. In America, we had to, in prison, there was the worst ones of black widows. And um, what was that one of one called? The brown recluse? Well, well, pubic yeah. crabs. What about the, the many soldiers who, had, who, had, who got the STDs throughout my time? They used petrol in Berlin, when I went back to Berlin, every, every, every Friday night and Saturday night, all the young soldiers, single soldiers, would go out to, to that was the, the, the that was their entertainment to go and get a um, you know a prostitute yeah. a brass and um, 
This is a called Moncherie's. It's showtime. And this baffled come out. A baffled come out. Naked girls. And they choose someone to get in with them. And you don't want to go get shows in front of loads of lads, you know, because obviously some of lads are not, not big as others when it's cold. You're like, uh, standing there with like a walnut whip, like, it's showtime. You're like, fucking. <laughs> a walnut I never whip. went in there yet. Do you get what I mean? So, but this, um, there's always this, with the being rife and obviously prostitution. I always remember uh, one of the lads end up doing one and then he's come down and she went, Superman, Superman. And he was made up because obviously all the lads are going, yeah. Bit of a lash on him, he's fucking made up. <laughs> Next week we go again and some of the lads come down, Superman. He's like, hey, I'm Superman. He's <laughs> 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 seen his ass. He's bad anyway. Oh, come on. But do you know what? Anyway, pubic lice, bang. You know, and that's like an, out, like an epidemic. Fucking, he's got people or scabies from them. Do you know how serious that, you know, when you get one of them? I I'm shave, not... mate. Fucking keep all that shit off. Luckily, I never got there. You know, I, I can honestly say it was a clean machine. <laughs> but this lad, that's the fucking crabs, and he had to put petrol on them with newspaper, and the crabs would just, like, drop. You could hear them drop. So it's good go. to know, like, you know. Petrol. <laughs> but it does burn your balls, but don't let anyone smoke nearby. because you, you And know. not diesel. <laughs> in, in the Arizona jail they said it was the policy not to treat insect bites yeah so when people got bitten by the brown recluse and it's like just all this pus goes down to the bone we just had to hold the people down and squeeze the pus out ourselves <sighs> to I just got the toilet paper on it and then just put salt on the wound at the end to reduce the bacteria. What, was this a fly or a spider? Did you spider, say? brown recluse oh, comes out at night looking for food you don't even see it just wake up with pinpricks the next day. There was one guy, he got bit in the head and he, he was on his buzzer to the to, like the screws saying, I don't feel well, I don't feel well. And he was going mad. What had happened was the spider had laid eggs in its fucking, in his head. Right. And there was baby spiders coming out of his head. Imagine waking up to that. It's horrific, isn't it? Because it's just like parasites and... Cockroaches, we'd live with them. They couldn't really do anything, cockroaches. They were all in one. Tickle you, don't they? Yeah, they'd get everywhere. They'd just oh, tickle you. They were horrible. You could see them, you tickle you over your face. All, all the insect stories are detailed in hard time, which is free to download at my website if you want to check that out. Right, but there you go. You've got the um, Jordanian army, I am the Messiah story. Yeah, it's, I mean, obviously, we used to, every morning, obviously, they were Islamic and they, they would pray to Allah at certain times of the day. And then... Um, just by chance, I was just coming over an attack and our camp was there and I'd face up and I got up on a hill, not knowing. And they're all, eh, look about doing the praying. And as they're praying, they're all facing me. I had like 500 people doing that. And I was like... Yeah. I, I mean, at that time, I didn't know what I thought. <laughs> and you yelled, I am the Messiah. I am the Messiah. <laughs> and they're all praying. And I thought, but they never, do you know what? It's I hilarious, to, man. But it was just something like, like a life of Brian. Yeah, so I've yeah, got yeah. up for a piss and like, oh, just like, you go to find a little piss and go somewhere. And I heard them all doing all that, you know, Alarak bars and stuff and praying. And then, as I've come up, it's just like, it was just, I've looked down and the five, their, their whole battalion of Jordanians were there praying towards me. Obviously, it was, a, it was the Mecca, it was east. And it was to just, the east, didn't it? Yeah, to the east, yeah. yeah. And obviously, I've come on the hill. And as, as I got up there, I mean, I was like, there's a feature on my Facebook, um, I, I have to post it with, with me going, I was just like, it was crazy. But I, I quickly realised that, you know, obviously... I'm, it I'm wasn't in, for you. 
It's not what I was just suddenly we think, friggin' hell, this is the serious, these guys. But it was just a spit of the time. Kept us in myself, but a magical memory was thinking, that's something that you would never ever think that you'd just end up on a hill and there's five hundred uh, praying soldiers. They're all and I was just loving it. Could have been worse, it could have all been terrorists. Well, I probably ended up with shot, but at the same time as you know what though, we got on with the Jordanian army because obviously they they knew the terrain and they knew yeah. how to attack. And we had all the A10s, we had all like a proper like rehearsal, which we now think about now probably the build up for the Middle East. You know, that why did we get sent there? You know, and obviously you know, George H.W. Bush and then George Bush and Tony Blair. Yeah, fucking war criminals. War criminals. But one thing I did say, they had dog burgers, like dog kebabs. And you'd pull up, you know, in Jordanian, and it was like, Christ, just like, a, you know, yo, yo, meat, meat, fresh meat. And it was just fucking dogs. But, you know, people are these But the best part is, have you ever seen the, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark? And that big temple was in the wadi. And yeah. That's it. It's actually there in Jordan. And we went there, you know, it was amazing. But you think, all oh, this scriptures of like, how did they do that and build that? Like the pyramids. Again, is it an, all, an alien influence? What they These dogs in Mexico, but especially, I mean, like oh, years old. and years and years ago when I was 15, when I was 16, 17, there used to be a glass collector at some nightclub. And over the road, we used to go to an Indian place there. And God bless them because. Nine times out of ten, people just jump out the window and not pay them. But fucking hell, they yeah. found about six months later, they found like a hundred cat skeletons in in the fucking in the back there. Yeah, where, same as the chippy bayards. Still going now, cats. Yeah. yeah, dogs and cats. And that's still go though after it. You know what I, mean? I know you still eat something. You know, yeah. I start, yeah. when people get pissed. I go for chicken. Yeah. <laughs> Sean's so, safe from his vegetarian. Yeah. Yes, you just love the red death, didn't you? Yes. So, yeah. did you leave the army in an honourable fashion? No, sir. No, no, no. I I, I ended in uh, catastrophe. I was on. Oh, no. I was with obviously me me, me gallivanting and uh, me going out with the airborne and end up in sorts of trouble. I was going through a divorce, um, which hurt me so much because I was always going back to block, been bagged and stuff, and um, I. The last, the, the, I went for a medical um, due to, I was suffering from headaches. And with the boxing, I had one of the hardest fights. I was on, it's on my YouTube against Jason Matthews and me knock shite out of each other. And, um, Just remind the viewers that your YouTube channel is in the description box below the video. Please click and subscribe. Yeah, so um, I ended up going um, for a medical and an MRI scan on my brain. Um, they found one. <laughs> Not even a hollow, hollow head. No, but they, um, they oh, they found the brain. They found, you've yeah, got that then. They found the brain. Of, like, <laughs> it, it had it had lesions. They said like 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 scar tissue, um, which then obviously, with having that on me thing, they, I, I got medically. I was getting medically discharged. They said, well, at any point in time, you could either. Have, well, that's better than dishonourable discharge, isn't it? Yeah. Well, the thing is, it's, I was I was I was made up with a medical discharge. So when I went home. I, uh, I was going through a divorce. I wasn't boxing. I had no responsibilities. It was party time, you know. Still young, still on going the lash. on the lash, and that was it. Then that was the the, the, the down slope, you know. Da, 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 da. Enjoy myself. Got back into the rave scene. There was all sorts going on, 
in the G bar and I'm on, <laughs> on the podium. There. So what year is this? Freaking year 1999. Okay, so that's yeah. the end of clothes by 98, yeah. So yeah. it's in that sort of that more quadrant part. Was that still going? Do you know, I never actually went to quadrants. I, yeah. mean, I went to the States. Uh, what I done? 05 one. 05 that was one of our early ones, wasn't it? Oh, the yeah, state. State, yeah. state was amazing, you know, because yeah. I remember that's when I first went there. Well, I went on leave. I had the disco biscuits and I was like fucking bopping around, you know, where the, that song, uh, uh, Rock to the Ribbon End, Rock to the Ribbon End, Rock to the Ribbon End, yeah. This is the time we all get that, everybody gets some fun. Yeah. I had an early yeah. strafe, it, it was a place called Beaumont Street, Scrappy Head. Oh, French, you told me on, the, on yeah. the podcast he was on the door. Oh, was he? Was he? On the door. You said this, there was a big black fellow with a plastic bag. Yeah. It was him. Frenchy. Wow. You saw your money in the door. Well, that's what I met, Mr. French, yeah. Fucking hell. Unbelievable. So, on the rave scene, met another girl. Coo ball, I call her. Great. Brilliant. You know, both in love. Loving the because we both love these and, and that's yeah. like Getting off your head and then doing mad shapes of yeah, loved up. Everything was just great. So trace, <laughs> podium, and just brilliant, brilliant times. And then um, quickly one time one morning, four o'clock. We, we went out. That I think it was Sunday. We just got back in as well. We go to sleep. Bam, 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 on the door. Bam, 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 bam. And it sounded very aggressive. You know, I thought it's the busies. What have I done? You know, straight away I get up and do, what have I done? What have I done? And then looked out the window and like a massive like coach, big frame fella. Hey, I call Mister Mister Bravo, Mister Bravo. I said, Ew. I said I'm not Bravo. He said, Where's my car? I was like, Is this a wind up? Open this door now. My name's Stephen French. I am the devil. And I'm yeah. coming to you. You're going to hell. I was like, fucking hell. Three other fellas with him on the mobile. We've got him. We've got him. I said, I'm not, I'm not fucking bravo. I'm not bravo. So I went downstairs. Fucking got me. Luckily, I had fucking me wallets and I had a driving license. They all be talking heads as well, weren't they? Yeah. So I said, look, look, before you come in, I've got me ping here. I am not that fella you're looking for. So as he's fucking looking at it like that, Seen him because obviously he must have been on the uh, on the fucking Colombian or something. He was like, <laughs> he was fuming. I don't care. I don't care. Where is my car? He was like, and next minute, obviously Claire Kubal come down. She went, "Who you after? Oh, they lift three doors down. It's not us." And he just went, "Oh, suddenly just went dead calm." Oh, sorry for that, then. Okay. <laughs> I'm like that fucking thinking. Because I've heard of who he was in the footage and all. And you know, didn't even want to tell him, though, did you? Yeah, I was like, fuck, I was like, that crying. I'm not going to like let on to, because, you know, it's... Again, who told him to go to yours? Well, you know, well, this is the thing. It turned out the father. They went to the father's and tied him up. And he, obviously he squealed, but he's obviously had the vendetta against me and said the number, 91, instead of 90 fucking three. And so I, he probably figured the commotion at yours would give them a heads up. Yeah, well, that's they're clever, aren't they? Yeah. And I got into only four because I'm a bit of a fucking weapon as well. Yeah. Lucky that I'm in cans down me or whatever, you know, but I just thought, fucking, you know, I was just woke up, was shocked, treatment, really. And to know that it wasn't you, and you're thinking, 
So anyway, apparently fucking they got bounced and they... It could have got serious, that, though, because you, goes... you could have been with a few of your mates getting it's, fucking drunk. It's, it's, it's a shame. It's, it's, it's again, it's just the occasions when things like that happen. You know, it's it's dangerous, you know what I mean? Because I thought, I'm, I'm going to get you, you know, you're going to get away with that knocking, banging on my door, you know, and stuff like that. Because, you know, I, at the time, I've got fellas. I've got a big fucking... The bunch of Kingo's and army lads that I know, you know, and there's some naughty fucking fellas, yeah. you know. It's not that I'm saying whatever, but there's a, a lot of good respect, you know. And I, I just, but I didn't, I, I took it, I took it as a laugh. People laughing, what the fuck's gone on there? Something fucking, you know, they just busted your fucking door down. I'm about to get fucking, you know, it would have been a fight. If you'd have put the hands on me, then it would have been, you know, it, 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 that's a go. Then people like him, you'd be like that. I know he's into Joe's yet too, but yeah, I'd give him a fight. You know, yeah, but, by the yeah. bite, scratch, fucking, you know, you ignited that to do it. Fight or flight. Especially yeah. in your house and you, you got your plan. And you, hey, yeah. you come down, you're thinking, oh, fucking hell. That just disbanded. But, you know, obviously you went on to fucking, I was thinking, what happens? Crazy over the fucking car. Eh? And um, and then obviously life went went out that evening, uh, two evenings later, and I think we ended up um, out in the club. Some lads come over um Got a grip of me beard, and I was at the bar and I seen her fucking annoyed. I was just, right, that time I was on the Stella, I was I was getting fucking people taking advantage with all that's happening. And they, I said, Who are these fucking people? You know, I give them a warning, listen, this is blah blah, listen, do it. He snarled at me, fuck you on about. So I've cracked him, bang, he went down. Next thing, the bouncers have grabbed me out of a nightclub in New Brighton. I'm all fucking raged up anyway, thinking, <laughs> Koopa's going, so I was getting dragged out the fucking club, locked down, and the busies were over there, the police, um, and one of them said, one of the bouncers, salt, salt, so I'm fucking giving the toes then, legging it, coming around the hill, going up this fucking hill, and i seen this busy catching me up, because obviously I've, I've had a fucking good fucking skin yeah. full. Fair enough, he's got hold of my leg and I just look, I mean, it's, it's crazy, but I've turned round through a fucking dig and it's, it's caught him with my force and his force. I could dig and he went, he went over and I carried on, got over fucking hedges and bushes and it's like fucking Johnny Rambo's on the run here, you know. But you know what, funny thing is, as he knew where there was, I've come out getting over because it was just crazy, thinking I've got to get going. But I has come two ways and that was it. Welcome to fucking pepper spray. I got mm. peppers a fuck. I don't think the tasers were going and uh, luckily. That was put hands on a cup, that one. Oh it? yeah, and I got friggin' levered. I got levered by them. It's it is what it is, you know, but I got twisted up, peppered. I remember me, me skin all coming off. I don't know if you know with pepper spray. Like a mask, you know, like a, like you just had a facial. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not fucking pepper spray. So when you get your fucking photograph taken, which is gonna go in the echo, you look like a fucking heend, you know, like you think I'm fucking I've been peppered. Black eye there when I've been booted and like that. <laughs> Fucking face peeling off. <laughs> the worst I've had been in English fucking <laughs> English cells. Well, not cells, but English custody. He's like fucking uh, got arrested for fighting such as a bridewell, and then he was fucking on being Malvi at the door, and they got this fucking hose. It was like a fucking jet spray and just fucking hose the shit out of me. It was fucking powerful, though. You know yeah, what I mean? don't blow your balls off, blast your balls off. <laughs> yeah. I've had that one. Trust me. <laughs> It's not nice getting jet sprays. Get the lads fucking around with jet sprays. You feel the power of them. Yeah. Water. Yeah. So, yeah, look. So the next fucking morning, 
I've come down off, off all the shit and then I'm in the fucking cell again thinking, oh, fuck it, I'm. What have I done now? Well, at least I've got a blanket, it was made up, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, he didn't probably. I thought, and obviously the door gets open and there must have been about six on each side. Like the Mufti squad, I thought, oh, no, no, all right, lads. I'm all right now, that's what I said. I'm all right, listen, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Okay, peace, peace. You know, he's gone now, that other one. I messed him now, I'm trying to like, get a little bit. And, you know, luckily the side said, come to the desk. Goes to the desk, and I didn't know it at the time, but, you know, put you then, right, blah, blah, PC, such and such, uh, at a park hospital, charged with Section 18, wounding, sergeant, blah, blah. Broken ribs, because I was in a big brawl of the fights. Yeah. You know, I didn't know this, this, this. I had about four charges against police, and it's like yeah. you're not getting out, no bail. And uh, it's just that was it. Then sat in the cell, cell swords, and you know, but fucking English jail compared to whatever. But you know, it's horrible because I've lost. I was getting medically discharged. Then from getting medically discharged, I got dishonorably discharged. You know, and I don't. 13 and a half years of like to the to, to the, the service. I've done everything, you know. Uh, and but you know what? <laughs> the 11th commandment, but no, it's it's funny. I could go that, but I was so so inside broken. Could you put it down to like PDS? Well, uh, do you know what? This is what they're saying. Now, even worse, I've got an um, one of the doctors um said, you know, have you seen a film of the American footballers uh, and what happens to them? They get concussed all the time oh yeah 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 and what it is what did what they've discovered on because i went for more tests brains in like water in it you've got moods what control your moods i.e your temper you know um your fuse just call it a fuse so people get road rage sometimes you move over your dick mine's like get over now and the first thing that you want to do is either hate them or friggin get angry you know and it, it's a flash to bang with me and at that time with drink Obviously, fucking drinking Stella as well. That didn't help. So it's like fuel on my brain. I mean, the thing is, it was just, again, and it's let me down many a time because it's only recently now that I'm combating it. You know, I've got to really put a lid on because what happens with me, I'm a pig, like a glutton. I drink and then I want this and then I want that. I'm having everything and then someone will piss me off and there's no fuse. And I'm, you know, I'm fucking, I'm either attacking, making a fucking show of myself. This in the whole of the years, and I, I hate, because alcohol, is, it got me six years, I've done all behind the door throughout that time. But, you know, and, and I'm so remorseful for some people that I hate, you know, which could have, if I was sober, like, now, I wouldn't dare do it. But, you know, a lot of, it's no excuse, because what well, the judge said, you know, you, you get drunk, because you should know, you, you know, you should know the limits, but... Alcohol is one wicked drug because you know yourself, you get one or two, you get going on it, three or four, five or six, flowing. I struggle for it myself. You know, and there's a lot of people, and I feel sorry because I, I was in there with the lad and he was in for me, he didn't know what happened. You know, he made this wife and he's like, I don't know. Apparently he just got angry, got that pissed and in the middle of the night she was asleep. He's rolled over, she's moaning, and fucking got and strangled it. And he didn't fucking, he was just, half asleep or whatever but but the judges say well don't drink I think they should you know that's why there's an influence with you know alcohol sometimes they guess it's like a meat market the amount of lads that come in through alcohol you know so I'm you know I've got a good woman I'll Karen I love you to bits because obviously she's just from the time I come out of prison the last time I haven't been I haven't been to prison now for nearly 11 years now 
haven't been in trouble. You know, I've kept to like uh, a regime. The occasional I've slipped up, and uh, you know, I've had some tiny episodes where I've flared up and been. Well, I mean, mate used to call me Halloween. He said every time you go, it's a fucking nightmare. You know, that was your nickname, Halloween's fucking out tonight. He's, I don't go out, he's the answer. Yeah. house, I can't be asking me now. I, I mean, it's a taste of beer. It's lovely, you know. I, I, you, you, and it's nothing better when you're sitting with, with friends and you're having a drink. and, and Socialising. It's great, it's great, but it, I had to go beyond that, and I don't know why. Binge drinking, it's called. Yeah. Alcohol know. is the number one drug in all violent crime and all yeah. sex crime, date rape, everything, and, shit, and yeah. murder. Murder, yeah. Um, just going back to you, going into the jail then, Ash is written down here. You you got beaten up and stripped by the police. Yep. And then you ended up with um, a heroin user cellmate. Oh, that was the worst one. There. So I've been put into obviously first time into in, in the proper jail. Yeah. Went to HMP Liverpool Walton. Uh, got taken on B wing. B wings fucking mangy as oh, I was. You know you go to a cell and obviously the new ones get the worst cells because everyone's always changing. That's you know it's like it's like. And you get into a cell and there's fucking bogeys on the wall. Have you ever done that? Got into a cell and well, I was there. Some nice fellow thinks too. he's like a Picasso with his, yeah. his fucking nose, like his pick art, his art, is all you think, you know. So you got no fucking facilities apart from like you know your hands and your water. So you're getting the fucking snodders off because you think I've got to live here, and you know. Anyway, within twenty minutes of me there, the door opens. Fucking lad comes in, but you can just tell by someone's demeanour. You never let long. How are you, mate? Usually I'll be like, all right, mate, how are you, you know? Yeah, yeah. He just looked at me and then looked at me. He had that like, yeah. And he said, where are you from? So straight away he's thinking, I said, so now I'm from here, Morton, from over the water. And you can see now like a fucking woolly. And you can see in his elements. Why by I haven't got a fucking clue. It's just the water divide, isn't it? You know, so for me. Because they call us woolies. From it, 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 that's woolly what I can't do, yeah. You haven't got a purple bin, then you're a woolly. <laughs> but hey, we, you know, woolly backs are through because obviously the, on the docks, they used yeah. to fucking what they used to do on the docks, get all the sheep and all that, like all it, and then carry them up the hill. So all the scouts be like, look at the woolly backs, they're going up the fucking. I've always wondered what it meant. Never knew that. No, no. bit of historical here, camel you know Yeah, I did know that. Yeah, it's crazy that when <laughs> someone all the the hairs like the like the sheep yeah. here. And the, all, if you're on you're on Liverpool side, you see Camelades, obviously Little Hill. Yeah. All these fucking fellas walking up with bully backs. Like, yeah, yeah. But anyway, so get it. The Scousers won't work. <laughs> Just joking. We go Manchester, they call us Scousers. We go Liverpool, they call us Wooly Backs. That's that's one of those wolves, the fucking wolves. But yeah. or Jedi's, the dark. He's from the dark side, but. Do you know what the thing is? It's one of them. I, I just think, you know, I'm I'm 20 minutes away from the city centre. I'm proud, Morton, massive, big shouts out. Oh, it's great. Some great families and some people and where we all come from. And it's, 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 so is it quiet compared to town centre? Like Liverpool town centre? Morton's more worse, you know. You've got like three fucking bars. It's <laughs> full of fucking Halloweens out there. Young and up and coming as well. It's It's got the armchair, pub, the Sandbrook. you got the vineyard. You got the the big house, the coaching horses. You got the farmers and Weatherspoons. Weatherspoons are brilliant. Aren't no, they? well there you go. I mean, Weatherspoons nine o'clock in the morning. You go in there and there's the same fellas there, just nursing the pints. Like, yeah. This fella comes with like five, but uh, five five pints of Guinness at one time. You just buy it. And that was because that, that was his allocation. He sits there for the day. Then. Yeah, so like shits there and does them. In, he does them in like a, a, an hour and a half. He fucks off. So how did it end up with your cellmate? 
So, oh, this, I'm sorry, you had this thing, you know, I'm throwing the glass eyes to sleep here. He just, he just looked at me and I, I was lying in the bed, so there was no conversation. Next minute, he starts itching and he starts banging, he starts banging the door. Buzz, buzz, buzz. Bzzz, bzzz. No, just banging. So, want me three meds? Want me three meds? Want me fucking three meds? I think, what fucking three? I think, what three meds? Next minute, I had my backy there and whatever, you know, you, you get your coming with yeah. your meds. And he's like, that Luton's like, wait. So I just went in, straight away, I just, it just hit me straight away. The fucking flash, the bang. Straight away, I'll fucking give you the treatments. Comes down, and as he's bang, stay like this, him, and boom! It's him with the fucking slam, head bang, gone, on the bed. Mm, my Sleep. night. Gets on the fucking bed like that. Ah. Uh, you want some fucking more? I'll fucking treat you, you bastard. <laughs> But my head was gone by then, you know, thinking, but he, he shut up. Next day, the fucking door gets opened and he's, oh, he's fucking whinging to them. Oh, you got him out of the So then I became a little high risk fucking and got my own sort of self, you know. But it didn't, it doesn't matter, but it doesn't, if you get a good pad, mate, you know, you, yeah. you can get on a game of chess. You know, that's all I ever wanted, a bit of someone in the same like level as yourselves, just to get you through it. So. I said, you know, said to one of the bosses, you get yourself known. I said, look, I just want to do me time. Do whatever you want me to do and get on with it. Take it on the chin. I know, you know, and get on with it. Because um, it's just, you know, you can either ass around or you can... You make your time easier now, can't you? Yeah. But there's loads of, there's all bullying going on, spooning, where they'd get, lads would come come in and there's like gang and they'd have like, like say, either... Uh, Things up their ass, like a bit of cannabis or the, yeah. the brown or the white. But what made me laugh on time, I got introduced to this fella. I said, What's his name? He said, His name's Two Dogs. I said, Why is he from Aiton? He said, No, he can put two phones up his ass. Because dogs are named phones, aren't he? Two. <laughs> but his mate was called Uzi. So I said, well, Why is that? He says, He's got big Uzi guns. He went, No, every time he goes to a house, people go, Uzi. <laughs> Uzi, yeah. Go ahead, anyway, quickly. So, you met the chairman of Chester Football Club? Yeah, yeah, brilliant. I mean, obviously, then Steve you... Steve Vaughan, St uh, Stevie Vaughan, yeah. And Danny Vaughan, they come in, um, allegedly over some... Christ, no, what the, the great fellas... I mean, to, to be sitting there thinking, what did you used to do? I used to be a chairman of a football club. Danny Vaughan. Danny Vaughan, Stevie Vaughan. They're in boxing now, they does... Um, I've heard of that name. He's obviously... They progress because they're just into sports. I mean... They, they got they come from a great family of footballers and boxers and um, Danny Vaughan was it they know for the 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 core man for uh, Danny Matthews you might know Danny Matthews and all the all the latest boxers coming out so it's great and and once you meet someone in in that sort of thing where they just want to do the time do a bit of sport because they were all good at football and, and and table tennis and just gamesmanship and we used yeah. to have a buzz hence with the stories when we used to watch. Uh, all the other freaking the Serengeti, what's going on downstairs? You got the guy putting hand grenades through people's yeah. letter boxes. Yeah, Christ, he was just a case. Uh, but full respect to him, you know, he didn't mess around. He's just one of these. But they treated them. I call him. Uh, what can we call him? Fox Trot. Yeah. He's like, all right, Fox Trot. He come in, and because I was playing chess on association, he come over, and he looked. Uh, who's playing you next? I played the winner. So, next we're playing. I'm, I beat him. I was like, who you padded up with? And at the time, I was with some, uh, some lad who was getting out anyway. 
straight away said, I'm coming over with them. But I was like, fucking hell, I'm on the bottom bunk here and I'm a third nighter. Hope we can fucking know he's got a fucking bad nose. But anyway, gets in there, brilliant fella. And I tell you what, he was up for court. And, and usually screws knock on the door and go, say for me, all the lads, get your stuff, you know. It was, Charlie, 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 like a little, are you up yet? Like my like mum would like say. Like your mum would get you up. Yeah, no, he was going to court. Because obviously you're over the fucking hanging aids through fucking letterboxes and capers of fucking like wildness. You think, wow. But, Christ, I mean, it was doing allegedly and, I, I, you know, he, he got found not guilty. But with his presence there, you know, it, it's brilliant because he was a man's man and he, he just, his, his family fucking ruled half of Liverpool. And, that, yeah. you know, and he, he, he was the demeanour, but he was a gentleman, you know what I mean? He was a, he didn't he didn't look for trouble, but there was he could just like a fucking big bear, he'd growl. As for Akiak, he just swerved him as well, you know what I mean? Who was the prisoner called Light Aircraft? Oh fucking the, the addition. Alright, lads, you're alright. Speak like that. Gets a subbury on one of the uh, on one of my sentences. All the scouts met up. And uh, I meet this fella. He said his nickname's Light Aircraft. Why? Because he... I was flying kilos over before the Pablo Escobar. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, proper scouts in me. Yeah. And he used to walk around, but he was dangerous. So he's basically... Well, well, what I was, I was in the old drone and uh, some hell's angel came in. Old dad Gobby and that. Uh, started fucking throwing things about in the bar. Didn't know it was my turf, did he? So I just got out, got my shotgun, come back, and hey... Hell's Angel, you're going to hell now. And he looked at me, some Hell's Angel, went, who the fuck are you? Because he thought, who's this fat little cunt? I said, this fat little cunt had a fucking shooter. And I went, boom, boom, boom. And he, he, would, have he would have seen his, his mate's face. They weren't Hell's Angels. Fucking shut off. I was like, fucking hell, fuck. I was like, fucking his mate. He said, so what are you in for then? I said, uh, section 18 and violence. Huh? Do you know what? If you hit my son, right, I'll just knock on your mum's door with a fucking hammer and hit her on the head like that. You won't like that, will you? That dare you, that wouldn't you? That's violence turned up a notch. I was like, the fuck's this? But he had his own fame, you know, and the lads. Yeah, lights aircraft, but I tell you one fuck, yeah. Fucking dangerous man. He's actually in the gangland books, you know what I mean? Is he out now? He's out now, yeah. Every day. Every brick, I'll ask him if it. Every brick is a tear. I mean, every brick in my house is a is a tear in the mother's eye because obviously he was wheeling the deal. Yeah. Well, nobody else is doing it, is he? If I don't do it, someone else is gonna do it. Fucking hell, that's all about money. They don't give a fuck. They don't pay you. Pay your fucking pittance. You gotta go out there and some Oh, he had so many fucking ideas. You know what I mean? So crazy. On that on that sentence, um, I, I, I don't know if it. I upset, uh, it was Ramadan, and oh Christ almighty, no, I get on with everyone. And um, I was in the kitchens, and I just got put on the ovens, and they had these new ovens on, so Ramadan, they've been starving, they've been on a fast, yeah. uh, the Muslims. But you have a big feast. And they have a big feast, so all the chicken was prepared, right, and they've given me the friggin' trays, and they put them in, right, now... Have you ever seen like a man? Can I put a fan or a heater? Yeah. I, I, I just put it on, but the thing is, what he's done, he's clicked it, the fella. 
Did, 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 did. So he just said, shut the door. And I, I, this is what's happened. I don't know. I've, I've pressed the fucking door and I've pressed onto another another thing which maybe give it an extra fucking uh, more heat. I don't know. But I, at that you time... You the chickens? Yeah. I burned, <laughs> no, they were fucking sparrows. It was, it was dangerous <laughs> because all these next they, they all come in first. So anyway, I, I say chicken very yeah, seriously in prison. Well, let me tell you now, right? Should you imagine like the, obviously they're being fasting, right? Now, I, I had to go out for something because once you do the ovens, you go out. I thought, I think Cono wants me mate who was in with Wayne Cono. <laughs> he wanted the key of some sort, and I had to go fuck around do yeah. something. So I thought that's going to be automatic. So I've come back. I'm fucking the going frigging berserk. We the oven, I had the oven. I was like, yeah, what's up? I locked that them are all bench. Oh, shit. But they're all coming in, they're coming in. And I swear to God. Oh. And obviously the screw went, no, just put them down. I like with chicken crispy though. Yeah, but this is fucking with the bands, where it's like <laughs> shriveled. So you got like a little black bit in the bone. Like, forever. <laughs> like a little fucking wing and then. So, but I didn't know the hardest fella in Subbury in for fucking Doing a doing a um, a, a modern law beheading and a fucking like a beheading proper nasty fucking I call him Jacks because he looked like big Jacks. Who did he beheaded? Well, he, he beheaded uh, his wife's mother. Something something to do with uh, his mother-in-law. A brother-in-law, a mother-in-law. There was a family. He done he done he done he done three murders, triple murder. He was in for life, but he was a Muslim, Muslim. And I didn't know, but he was just like oh, he was obviously with the prison train and whatever. He was huge, you know, and he was dangerous. And I just seen him in the queue. And I was standing by the ovens like that. Oh, no. And the chicken's out. And the, oh, burnt the chicken! Oh, burnt the chicken! And they're all like that, pointing Point at me. Right I went, it's the day of the oven. I to explain. <laughs> no, like, Frank, like, Frank's So... I, was, I thought there's a fucking gonna head on me, you know. There'll be gonna be a fucking head on And then light aircraft, don't worry, just stay by our block. Remember, probably going astray. It wasn't your fault, I'll tell him. I'll explain. All right. <laughs> we scouts, <laughs> us scouts <laughs> stick together. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'll explain. <laughs> don't worry, I'll explain. I'll see him, don't worry. It's just. It happens. So do, do us a favour, though, he said to me, do us a favour. Go and tell that screw, because I know women. Go and tell him, do that, I said, do that. Whatever the fucking up to. So the screw gave me five fucking chickens, all well done, yeah. to take to fucking Jack's. Yeah. I had to go to his fucking room. Oh. So I fucking, man up, yeah. Knocks on it then, he just looks at me, and I was like, that. Sorry, Jack, Jacks, I swear, I swear, I, pff, the fucking oven's old computer, I fucking, uh, chicken, you know what I mean? I just, like, just growled at me and I just went, exit, <laughs> back to light aircraft, mob, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then light aircraft, like, have you seen him, mate? He's, he's a bit of a celebrity, Harry Roberts. I said, Harry Roberts, yeah. I said, He's been in for 30 years. You've been in for it in coppers. He fucking shot them in the face. Look. He, and he doesn't even want to say sorry. That's why he doesn't want to go home. They won't go home, wouldn't say sorry. 
So I was like, why did he shoot the cop in the face? Because he was on a, a graft. He was on an armed robbery, and he robbed. <sighs> did you realise how fucking powerful? Back in the sixties. But the Chelsea football fan used to sing a song, praise him. Harry Roberts is our king, is our, he shoots coppers. Wow. I'm like, fucking hell. And this fella's like that. And then you speak to him, and I say, all right, mate. <laughs> what fucking going on here? And like, say, it's all right, Harry. All right, mate. Yeah. And it's Christmas Day, Christmas Day, somebody give him, so they fucked me off the ovens. Guess what I was on? Veg prep. Shopping. Ah. <laughs> shopping. You can't fuck off with that. Shop, can you? Yeah, chopping onions up, crying every day, though. <laughs> fucking crying with the onions. Madness. And um, yeah, so met Ali Roberts. 30 years he's been on, he's just walking around. Is he still in? I don't know, he might be dead, you know. I had to check on Ali Roberts. But what a fella, you know, he's just. He'd been everywhere from Parkhurst, shipped everywhere. And obviously the beatings that he received for, for doing that. Which is like, this, you know, you think, oh, this is fucking crazy. But I said, why didn't you say sorry? Why didn't you just say sorry then as remorseful? Because, you, you know, anyone who done that, you'd be like, oh, they're fucking families and you'd feel it. Like, and that's the... No, 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 he's a fucking game, you know, that's what it is. You know, I was a crock, you know, and I went out and done a fucking job and... The thing is, they they come in between, and I, I, it's fucking it's what it is. I would have got away with a bit loads of Tom, loads of Tom, about fifty, you know, loads of fucking money to set me up for fucking life. It was a make a fucking break. I had the gun. It's got to be fucking news. Then I got off. You know, and I, I, I mean, there must be some more story, man. If he's still going, Harry, <laughs> he's great. But do you know what I mean? From thirty odd years, and he was just, but he wouldn't say sorry because he was true. And I was just thinking, just lie. I say I'm sorry if you if you need to lie, but no, no, no one likes a fucking liar, mate. I'm not a fucking liar. I'll stick to my fucking. And he just, he's a proper like, old school. Yeah, it's an old gangster. school. It's, it's mad, isn't it? He's been with Reggie Kane all the craze. Yeah. I mean, what's his name? Mad Frankie Fraser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Been with the fucking boys, you know. Yeah. Great stuff. The great. Do not know all this now. Oh, fuck it. Oh. Anyway, you come and have a little walk, and he's just fucking plod on. Great fella. Any other prison stories before we get to your release? Fucking hell. One prisoner scared me. It was, it was like, uh, fucking John McCormack. Fucking hell, Christ. He was just a fitness fanatic. He used to do press-ups on his fingers, like one finger. 30 or 40. Bang. But I fucked up again. I always showed him up like a magnet. Oh, why? So he goes in to get me kit. Yeah, kiss, kiss exchange. Kiss exchange. So you want... The good fucking tracky bottoms that you're not half masked because you look like a cunt walking around like that. You know what I mean? So you you go there, put your kit down, and in all fairness, this fucking fella, but this lad was on there. He was a, he looked like he was just he shouldn't have been on there. He wasn't. It's just a, like a proper like fucking. Yeah. You know, all right, fair enough. You can't say, but he just didn't have any brains. You're like, you know, mate, I'm an extra large size. If he can do, get us an extra extra large for me jumper. You know what I mean? Because I don't have to like prison size because they shrink. Yeah, you need them. Next, big, don't you? Come back and give me a fucking mediums. Mediums. So I'm like, so I start, hey mate, are you stupid? I said, next minute, this fucking face come from nowhere. Like fucking, looked like a, a, a lionitis. He was fucking like a proper, like, mean fucking bastard face. He's just like, lad, lad, get what you're giving. I was like, no, I said, look, being me, fucking, yeah, but I, I'm extra large, you know. Come on, I have some respect. I'm, get what you're giving. Don't speak to him like that. So anyway, fucking, I was fuming. And then the screws 
I thought, it's got to be a conversation here. And I thought, again, fuck it. And one of the lads said, oh, I've got some fucking extras, just fucking, don't fuck with them. Oh, you know what I mean? You're thinking, right, two days into a Kirkham. Turns out, rings up Shay then. Uh, my mate, Shay Neary, said, what's the score on this, John? Ollie, Ollie, dangerous man. She says to me, Ollie, <laughs> Ollie, real deal, don't. Yeah, tell him anyway, blah, blah, because his, his brother done his uh, bodyguard, we went to Belfast. You know, okay, sound. Just drop, just tell him to go over and maybe. And he comes over anyway, we call him back anyway. Found out where it was, because I fucking gobbed off back to him. He said, listen, they're my fucking lads, you understand? Do you understand? They're my fucking lads. And they wait for me, you're coming in like that, making a fucking, but listen to me, do you understand? And he could see him ready to fucking explode, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, wow, wow, or whatever he's going to fucking do. And I was just, I said, look, I'm, Look, I'm Shay's mate, and I don't, I don't want to fucking bad terms and not like names dropping, but look, I've come in and it, it, I just got a bit pissed off. Look, 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 let it go, let it go. But I'm saying you because all, all the dumbers argue with him in behind, so he's getting it's it's mad, and that reputation they've, they've, they've got to see it through. But it's front too, though. The front, you, you, know, you got to see it through. Do you want to go? You know, you think, but do you be, you're in Kenneth, you think I'm going home and home leave, I'm being home. Oh, you're thinking about getting your rock and roll and going home. You think, yeah. Do you want a fucking big fight and then you're getting shit back to fucking square one? Back on the like, hey, what? Back on the landing, like, ah. But it's like, a, like spiders in the bath, innit? You're getting that so far. <laughs> getting out. <laughs> back down the fucking plug hole. I can't stand them. You get my wife to get him out. Can I smell there? You go. Maybe sound like a great shit out there. Yeah, but there you go. John Mack, he's out there. He's doing a decent living. But he was, it was just his aura and his, his jujitsu and his fucking training. But you know, we never, uh, you never seen him fucking do anything. But stories of him it was just like it was just let him, just let him be. You know, it was like it was like a tie. Was, but it'd be a fucking good prison game now. Jacks versus John McCormack. I throw all these other fucking names that you're meeting. Like you, you got lucky, lucky John McCormack. You're lucky that Steve didn't get in a bad mood. You got very lucky. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Makes it like a video fuck like Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Oh. What was Aki like around light aircraft? Oh, I don't go. think he... I don't go near yeah. him. So he said? No, he'd stay away from him. He never, I don't think he'd ever cross, but he'd always light aircraft. And just, he, he, Aki, we need you, know, my fucking yeah. cow partner there. I think he loves yeah. you. Again, it would, it's, 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 Aki just, it just turns up. Aki's just got, again, he just turns up and he just plods, him, plods in. Mm. This is what it is. And there he is, and you know, you gotta, you gotta to sit there, listen to what he says, and yeah. But you know, it's, it's like conversation sometimes. That, but yeah. many, many times, just having a conversation with them is just like normal. And then you forget who he is, and then some, all of a sudden, you think it's fucking people lucky. But realistically, take away the myth. I hope, I, I open the way, you know, he's, he's just, he's out there. And he, if he ever comes on here, you know, it'll be a new journey. He'll have to sell his side, couldn't he? Yeah. What, what was it like getting released? Amazing, just uh, again, um, fucking at the time, Barney Shaw, bless him, fucking, he picked me up and I was nearly back back in, because straight away, I haven't seen me mate for ages, and he was good friends, loved it, and he's just, again, at the time, he loved the ale, so the fucking, he, he picked me up, straight to a boozer, now, not knowing that I've got a probation, yeah. now, next minute, the ale's down there, do you want to, I was like, what the fuck am I doing? But my mate's like, hey, you know. When he got to the airport, he had me, like, arrive with, like, 
litres and litres aside, and he's just, got, he's just got escorted by the guards to release to in England. What was that like, getting fucking released back to England? It was a fucking brilliant. He had this really long hair, and like... I've seen a picture of Kayleigh. A yeah. bag of his belongings. And did you have, like, was it white you were in? Yeah, white? it was like a, like a tracksuit you buy from the... Normally you just wear it, it's like orange. Such a feel. I mean, so you've been, you know, the freedom feeling. You, yeah. You see your loved ones, you know, and then you, you get, you want to see your daughter and you want to see your family. And and then, but that night with Barney, I was like, what are you doing? And, you know, luckily I got to go to the probation. She went, have you been drinking? I said, well, I had a, a bash candy. No alcohol in your life. I was like, oh, here we go. Set you up to fail straight away. Yeah. You know, and I, I hated that. I, I really didn't like the probation side of things because what it is, they see you and thinking they're going to get you back in because they've got a force of power. And that's because you've done the offence on alcohol. Then they've got a point, so you're like, but really just wants to bev you and have a little party time, but it doesn't, it doesn't work like that. But you buy by it. You've yeah. got to go through it. Otherwise, it's total recall. You've got to go back. Recall. I did two and a half yep. years for the street robbery and then I ended up finishing off a place called Home House. And... I got let out from there. What, what they give you there, if you're so many miles away from home, give you a train ticket and they give you like so much money, whatever you've got on your books and something else as well. So, like, I think it's like £28 travel money it was. So, as soon as you get on the fucking train, man, and fucking hell, and the, 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 the little dolly woman come around and she'll do that. I got a packet of crisps, packet of peanuts, and four of them doubles, double whiskeys. And, no, they had like the little cans of cider. Yeah, oh, the, the minis, like the yeah. mini bars, yeah. I got a couple of them as well. I just sat there, I only had one can. I'm like, oh, do you feel like it? Yeah. it? Yeah, and they only missed me stop for fucking rough green. I see your tolerance should be like that. You come out of prison, that's another thing about what, what goes against you. But we're lucky to be here, aren't we? Because obviously, it's 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 a treacherous friggin' path once you, you go appreciate down. Appreciate freedom, don't we? Oh, yeah, yeah. I would advise anybody to be thinking now, you know, if they're on the on a bend, and also if you have an argument with your woman or and you go on the ale, don't go on the ale with like an argument. No, you've got to try and clear your head because you get angry, it brings out. I never go to bed without saying sorry to your wife if you've been angry because you never know what's going to happen in the night. There you go. So, was entertainment in your post-release plan? No, it's, it's, it's a freaking. It's just I just come out and I wanted to do. Um, as I said, I come out. We've done a bit of telly sales and stuff. It's freaking crazy with the phone because I'm I'm not bad to pick things up, and some things were funny because uh, I went into a a, a jog fucking telly sales uh, company that was selling free advertising space, but they sell fuck all. I didn't know anyway, and it all claims. So you say just. Pretend your name. So what I thought, Justin Slowly. Hi, it's Justin Slowly here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's a, just a quick one. We've got you for the credit card size advert. You know, last year for the charity that you paid for, yeah? It was only three nine five, but we're going to reduce it because you've been such a great customer. As you know, it's all tax-free. <laughs> so do you want the same size for half the price? And some people fall for it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's sort of keeper. You think, but and then all the, the claim sales. But I went out to Ladies' Day, just quickly. We went to Ladies' Day, we used to go out with Shay and Team Shamrock. And we go to Aintree and have a great day. And then we went back into town, and it was a place called Smoky Moe's. And they had the karaoke on, and get up, get up on and sing. And I sang Mrs. Jones, and the, the owner was there, Maureen, Maureen Bramwell, who owns, uh, used to own all the bars on the top end of town. 
she see me said do you fancy do you fancy uh, doing a bit more for us come uh, just stays away come come Monday I've got a space for two hours come and sing and I, I went and done a two hour show and from there she said what he's doing on a Friday so I'll do a bit of do a bit of detail great before you know I was, I was working five nights a week yeah. entertaining and I love it because you meet all the characters you know in, in the karaoke game yeah. like Lecky Legs because <laughs> you showed us some videos of Lecky Legs and I, I know the people watching this who've sat here for almost four hours watching this with you are going to be thinking we've got to get this guy back on he's got some brilliant stories come on get Jeff back on yeah, and you, over the lunch you showed me a video of someone who when you're gigging dances yeah Lecky Legs Right. You're up early, aren't you, mate? Yeah, 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 yeah. Just What's out it? to uh, get myself connected to all these silly millionaires. Alright, my name's Lecky Legs Campbell, you know what I mean? I can, I can do a lot of stuff, I'm very good in this, that, whatever, do you know what I mean? Well, the world is waiting for me, you know what I mean? Hey, I've got everything going, very talented, this, whatever, forget what I've just said to you. Singer, dancer, you know what I mean? Manage to J-Lo, all kinds of stuff. <laughs> J-Lo! Even the fellow up there in the moon knows me, you know what I mean? By the way, tell Jail to stop phoning me up. I'm the main guy right now, do you know what I mean? You're going to be on the main screen. Let me see, Lex. Go ahead, son. Get these women to get away from me so I can move, you know what I mean? Woo! That's just that kung fu. <laughs> Watch out, fellas. I've been waiting with your wife for you. She keeps phoning me up. I'm getting to Vegas. They're calling for me. But I don't want to go there, really. I want to represent Liverpool, do you know what I mean? Ignite the torch again, like John Lennon did. You know what I mean? He's still in, he's still up there, but he comes down and said, Lecky, you have a go now, lad. Full on, lad. How do you fall on? You fall on electricity. You know, peace to the world and everything like that, you know what I mean? Really, I want to be dancing for peace. And that's my focus now. Ambassador, peace in the world. Me in a white suit. Just getting over there the last six months of me going crazy. You know what I mean? Hey. I will end up in Vegas and Hollywood, you know that, but at the moment, you know what I mean, I've got to fight off all these women and all these fellas are getting a little bit jealous about, you know what I mean, I'm sorry about that lads, you know what I mean, just keep your women off me. Gales, Gales, what's the thing of Lecky Legs? We love Lecky Legs, we love Lecky Legs, it's going to be famous. There you go Lecky, you're just touching everyone mate. Touch the right parts. It's our hope that you would be willing to come back on and bring legs with you. Yeah. Would you like to see that, viewers? Would you like to see legs? Lecky Jeff legs. Jeff on the guitar and Lecky legs <laughs> busting out over here in the corner of the room. Let us know in the, in the comments if that's what you would like to see. And Aki singing in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> like that on With his banjo. Great. I feel we're nearly there, aren't we? Just a quick one while we're here. Our Ellis and our um, Lewis Heath great fans you show it all at the mates with your podcast so and it great stuff I've actually made it because they didn't think that was going to do it um, and once again thank you much Sean and Wildy to have me on today it's been it's been emotional yeah it's been a hell of a journey yeah it's been a journey brilliant you're a natural person that um, you got the charisma and the yeah. storytelling everything's brilliant yeah, well really appreciate you coming in this brilliant. is the first of many um, this is my first podcast yeah yeah so if you want to support Jeff, please go down in the description box and check out his YouTube channel. You on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all those things? Yeah, I'm on Instagram, Jeff Allerheads. Uh, Twitter, Jeff Allerheads. Uh, so I've tried to, yeah. 
and obviously on YouTube, on SoundCloud, I've got all my tracks on SoundCloud as well. Jeff Ollerhead, Saints of Sounds, so we'll SOS. Have, so we'll have all those links in the description box below this video. If you want to watch more of Wildman, he's got over 100 videos on the Wildman playlist. That is down there in the description box. Huge thank you to all the new subscribers. Subscription logo's in the bottom right-hand corner. And huge thank you to people who have donated so we can produce these podcasts in studios with cameraman and sound engineer. All right, man, let's have a look. And, and yeah. I've, got some, <laughs> I've got some new T-shirts coming out soon as well. Yeah, oh, it's, right. it's been brilliant, man.